What up, fourth wall fam? This is your boy, Mr. Fretz from the Game Changer Podcast. Here to congratulate you on 50 episodes of the fourth wall wrestlecast. I just want to say thank you. Thank you for for the show, for making me laugh when I need it the most, for, you know, helping working overnight go smoothly with uh, your comedy and your bickering. It just it just makes me chuckle. It makes me laugh, guys. So Thanks again, congrats, and God bless you, and keep wrestling real. Ladies and gentlemen, this, this is Ellis Island for a professional wrestler. This is freedom. Yowie, wowie, you found me! <laughs> Welcome to the biggest draw for the critics, the Mar- the casual and the hardcore. I think they said yeah. 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 Let me talk to you. Now introducing your hosts. Let's give it up for the prescription fill-in, smart slaying, cowboy boot wearing, son of a gun, make some noise for Doc Haas. Because the greats don't need to be goaded into greatness. They seek it out, they crave it. They dare the entire locker room to come after them, just like I'm going to seek you out. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. Nope, it's just our third man, Johnny Smarks. Smarks. Who said you idiots can speak while there's a microphone in my head? And here is your host with the most, the baby face of podcasting, J.C. This business watches me. Sit back and enjoy your dose of kayfabe consumption as you listen to the Fourth Wall Wrestlecast. Oops, I'm breaking the fourth breaking wall. The fourth wall. What up, fam? Welcome to the biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the hardcore. Welcome to episode 50 of the Fourth Wall Wrestlecast. I am your host with the most, the baby face of podcasting, JC Bones. Make sure you check us out right here every Saturday on the Wrestle Addict Radio Network. Sit back and enjoy your consumption of kayfabe as we bring you a very special episode 50 super show for your listening pleasure. Next, let me introduce to you this tall glass of water sitting next to me with the long flowing locks and that luscious, luscious beard and those Mm. pouty, pouty lips. Ladies and gentlemen, Mm. let's put our hands together for the one, the only, Dr. Haas! You know, in my life, many women, many a woman has told me I have nice lips. Well, they were lying to you. That's not true. I mean, look at these, look at these lines of genuine beauty. <laughs> uh, and next, let's introduce. Oh wait, is Smarky trying to chime in? Of course, Smarky. The He's actually show up. here. He's actually Shows here. Up. And I was going to start interrupting. <laughs> anyway, ladies and gentlemen, here's a, here's our third man. All right, he he's the Curtis used to my Triple H. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, this is Johnny Smarks. 
That's Mr. Hughes to you, motherfucker. Oh, and yes, Mr. Curtis I Hughes. am. I am back. I am here. You done marching around the football field playing the John Cena theme? I am actually, and this year it was the glorious theme. Actually, oh. glorious. Okay. Yeah, my Wait, co-teacher arranged you, glorious. Did you stop the John Cena theme? No, I mean we do it, but it's the John Cena theme. So just like but, him, I got sick of it. Seems like the most marching band like like isolate entrance theme song that could possibly be the John yeah. Cena theme. Uh, uh, real American. Real American. Yeah, I mean, yeah I'm sure it sounds well. cool, but it's not like I feel like when I hear the John Cena theme, I just think of like like a marching band, like like one of like from like one of the black colleges dancing on the field and just going bam, 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 and then just throwing down on like the 50 yard line. I don't, I don't get that from Real American. All right, oh, man, I'll give it to you. All I get is bitching guitar solos from Real American. That's go. true, actually. Both bitchin' entrance theme guitar solo is probably the Shawn Michaels entrance theme. That's a pretty bitchin' guitar solo. It's a tapping going on in there. That is. That is. All right, guys. Well, listen, let's get into uh, today's super show for this special edition, episode 50. So, fam, I'm sorry, sit but back. Um, you have to say it like see? Tony. Th- there you have he to is. say it. Yeah, Interrupting no. again. We can't start until you say it like Tony Chimmel. So go if you're going to say, say super show, you got to say it like Tony Chimmel. Come on, let's go. Super Show! Okay, like now that? you can proceed, what? asshole. All right, great. I like the other way more. I'm so glad Smarky's back, aren't you, Doc? Yeah, lovely. All right, let me take a sip of my coffee, fellas, and let's get into today's episode. So, fam, be prepared for some, some surprises. Hopefully, throughout the next uh, couple hours, we're going to have a couple special guests, or at least one special guest. We're going to talk about Maybe. a lot of wrestling, because a lot has happened over the past week. We are recording this early Saturday morning, because we want to make sure that we saw all the wrestling that happened this week to bring you all of the news from Raw, AEW, NXT, SmackDown. And if you hear any crying in the background, that's just my dog, Logan. He's very, very needy this morning, so I apologize on his behalf. So... Smarky, Doc, let's talk about the biggest news right now in wrestling. I think in our, I think we all agree on this opinion. The NXT invasion. It's something that we have been talking about for a very long time, and the NXT invasion is finally here. And what a better time for it to start as we lead into the road to Survivor Series. So, I just want to touch on the list of NXT superstars we have now seen on WWE television, that be Raw or SmackDown. We've seen the Undisputed Era, Tommaso Ciampa, the original bro, Matt Riddle, Keith Lee, Shayna Baszler, Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley, Tegan Knox, Dakota Kai, the NXT Cruiserweight Champion, Leo Rush, Isaiah Swerve Scott, Raul Mendoza, Dominic Dijakovic, Damian Priest, and now Imperium. Mind blown. So, this all started when they were stuck in Saudi. We're just going to call this segment Stuck in Saudi. So let's talk about that first. We've all heard a lot of rumors about what happened in Saudi Arabia. We heard that there was um, money that was owed back to Vince McMahon from the last show, so they held him hostage. There was mechanical problems. I don't want to start. I don't want to focus too much on the rumor and innuendo and what happened. All that happened. The end result is that we got the NXT invasion. So, Smarky, since you're the NXT guy, I'm going to give it to you first. 
So I have a couple of things on this one. I think the NXT invasion is long past due. I can't believe it waited till this long to happen. Um, I actually, because I'm a pretty skeptical person when it comes to this, especially Vince McMahon. Do we, do we really think that they were actually stuck in Saudi Arabia, or is this all work? Yeah, to they introduce were, yeah. introduce the NXT uh, roster. What yeah. do you think? Yeah, they were de- they were definitely stuck in Saudi Arabia. I don't. I think that was definitely a uh, a real thing. Okay. Um, I think in terms of timing. I think once AEW started and Dynamite was going to become a thing, you know, that changed the timing for everything. Like, why would you, for the invasion, obviously you wait until you have competition on Wednesdays now. Because now having the invasion gives you a leg up over Dynamite, which was stealing all the headlines in the early weeks. But now, with this whole invasion and what NXT has been doing on their actual show, they're already starting to catch up to Dynamite. And they're starting to... uh, you know, brush off a lot of that new that new car smell that Dynamite's hat that been given us for the past you know month and a half. I mean, it still has new car smell to me. I you'll hear me all this whole show tell you that all I've been watching is AEW and NWA of all things uh, for I, the past. I, we'll get to that. I, I know you have a lot of things to say about NWA, and so do I. Um, yeah, but, but talking, um, like I've, we still watch the AEW. The AEW is still good. I'm just saying NXT was smart by waiting for AEW to drop to have something really, really good to throw against AEW, which was always going to win the early ratings because they have the new car smell. Right. But let me ask you guys this. Do you guys think that this NXT invasion was already in the works? And because of the situation, they they pushed the timeline up. I mean, if they had already announced in Saudi Arabia that NXT was going to be part of Survivor Series... So I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. this was already in the works. Maybe it wasn't going to happen until Monday Night Raw. Because if you look at the roster of NXT stars that showed up on SmackDown, it was definitely last minute. Let's see who we can get to fly into Buffalo last minute from Florida to be on SmackDown. So I'm pretty sure this was already in the works. We were already going to start seeing things like this with NXT because they are trying to brand NXT as the third main brand. Yep. All right. Go ahead, Smart. I think the timing... I think that I think the timing might have just been messed around a little bit because of the plane delays. I think it almost probably was like a uh, like like an accident that happened that probably wound up being better for business. A happy accident. Uh, a ha- happy accident. Happy accident. Bob Ross yep. would say. Uh, first of all, <laughs> so SmackDown was in Manchester this week. Manchester were in England this week. Yep. Can, can we just talk about who schedules shows for WWE? Why would they not have had the European tour right after Crown Jewel so the talent doesn't have to fly from Saudi Arabia all the way to Buffalo? It's, it's a lot easier to fly to Manchester or Paris or Rome or Berlin than it is to fly to Buffalo. And, right. and with the European tour happening right now, it just, it, that doesn't make sense to me to begin with. The, and But like I said, it left us open for a really, really cool invasion angle that was done really well. Um, I'm interested. I'm interested to see if Vince McMahon and Shane come on TV at some point to combat Triple H. And I'm also interested to see where Steph lines up in all this. I think this invasion angle could actually make the McMahons interesting again if done right. Um, I, I like everything that's gone on so far. I like the way it's been booked. I like who's appeared where. 
Um, the only thing I didn't like was there was no NXT UK presence on SmackDown this week. I thought that would have been a cool little yes, there um, element. Yes, there oh, was. There, okay, was there? Okay, Imperium. Imperium. I, I, only, I only watched. I only watched the beginning of SmackDown, and I and I breezed through a recap. All right, educate me. What did I miss? Go. So you missed Imperium uh, attacking Heavy Machinery. Okay. Uh, it was it was really it was a really quick run in. I don't know if these five knew how to do a good run in mm-hmm. right now, but um, it was really quick. They beat him up and then ran into the crowd. And I think oh, they're not. It was just Shayna Baszler, which was pretty disappointing. You know, I was hoping for a couple others: Dakota, okay, uh, so Tony. Let's talk. The other NXT invasions made headlines. What happened? Happened on SmackDown last night did not make any headlines as far as I could see. I didn't see it. What the, the headline I saw plastered coming out of SmackDown last night was Bray Wyatt attacking, or yeah, SmackDown was yeah. Bray Wyatt at, attacking the OC, Daniel Bryan, Daniel then Bryan. the OC. Well, I heard did he attack the OC no. too? No, the the OC invaded NXT on Wednesday night. What the hell did I see SmackDown? I must. Have, I, I'm getting. I'm Professional podcasting at its best right I'm here. Getting tricked by the, I'm getting tricked by the dirt sheets because I saw the Daniel Bryan thing, but then I also had read something about the OC. Maybe it was something – maybe I just was uh, reading an old yeah. article and not realizing it. No, the, the biggest headlines coming out of SmackDown was definitely Bray Wyatt attacking Daniel Bryan and also the New Day defeating the Revival to win the SmackDown tag team titles. <laughs> that, that I did see. That was yeah. pretty funny because – they showed like the the uh, the promo for this Survivor Series match, which was the, originally going to be the Revival, um, the Undisputed Era, and the Viking Raiders. Right. <laughs> and they showed that vignette. Then they show the new, the Revival coming into the ring with their tag titles. I just go to myself. I hope you enjoyed your title reign, the Revival. Yeah. This shit's about to be over. <laughs> I know the New Day are getting that spot in Survivor Series. I think they're done. I think they're out of here. You think you so? See that. Did you see the reports about them and Orton, like Orton trying to pitch uh, the, uh, him and the revival as a faction of Vince McMahon and getting shot as down? Like the new, really? As like the new horseman, yeah. Yeah, it was like or even like a new I, – I, I went to new legacy more so than I did horseman. Not that there's any legacy with the, with the revival. Right. But either way, I think that's a shame that that was shot down completely. And I could see if that was shot that way, that would frustrate the revival because – Here's a here's a top name Hall of Fame level talent trying to help you out, trying to get you in a faction with him, right? So you can get some valuable TV time, and they're just it's just another way to hold. Because what are we really doing with Randy Orton right now? Be, we could throw two people at Randy Orton. That's cool. That's not going to affect anything. And Randy Orton did just re-sign another five-year contract with WWE, so Orton's oh, not going never- anywhere for a while. Yeah. He's in great shape for a yeah. smoker. Yeah. <laughs> he smokes like a, two packs of cigarettes a day. I yep. wish I did that Does when he, I was a smoker. Really? I didn't know he Oh, dude, cigarettes. apparently he's a really, really heavy smoker, man. Yeah. And that guy's an anomaly. So, all right, on top of this NXT invasion, let's also uh, switch over to the, the, the Seth Rollins story. So on Raw, uh, Triple H and Seth Rollins got face-to-face in the ring. Because, f- first of all, let's talk about the Seth, that Seth promo. We've all been talking about Seth Rollins and his lack of promo skills and how he doesn't know how to, um, how to exude his emotions and, and have people buy into what he's saying and feel sorry for him or to get behind him as a champion or even as a, a contender chasing a championship. I liked where his pro- promo started. He was angry. He was pissed. Everything I worked for is now just it's back down to, to phase one because Brock is back with the title. 
But then he ends it off where I don't know what to do. And I'm like, I know. And then Triple H comes out again. And here right. we go. Here's Seth and Triple H. Now Triple H is, once again, lighting the fire under Seth Rollins. As we've right. been down this road. How many times does tri- Triple H have to light a fire under Seth Rollins' like ass? Right. Why that- isn't Seth Rollins coming up with more creative ideas for his character? Right. And that was the whole premise of that promo. Now, also, it definitely feels like Triple H is trying to get Seth Rollins to come back to NXT, come back to where he started, which is exactly how it sounded like. And Seth said, if you want me back at NXT, I'm going to come back on the top, which is why he faced Adam Cole uh, for the NXT Championship on Raw. Do you guys see Seth Rollins potentially turning on Raw and eventually going over to NXT? I mean... Yes, I could see it happening. I could see him being down there with Finn and being like the top two guys at this point. But the thing is, we again, like kind of like Dan said, we've kind of been down this road already. If he does that, it's like him turning on the shield all over again, except now he's turning on a whole show. Right. How dare you, Seth? You're going to NXT. If he does go down to NXT, it's a very short run before he comes back up. Like he realizes the error of his ways and he fights triple H somewhere down the line and he goes back to raw. Right. That's that's the issue. Who is he turning on on raw? Yeah. Okay. He's turning on the show. The show on the people. Is it? Yeah. But the people aren't happy with his work. You know, we, we don't, the people don't like face Rollins. So who is he turning on? He's not turning on triple H. He's joining triple H. Like, I don't understand the end goal, I guess, of Seth going to NXT unless he's going to stay there for a long time. Sir, there's nothing to understand. It's pro wrestling. There's no, there's no ways about this. Think about it. Oh my god! They're just going to do what they want. You're right. They are going to do what they want. But what's the thing we hate? The thing I hate the most about wrestling is when Bad intelligence booking. is insulted. Yeah. yeah, intelligence is insulted. That's what I don't well, like. As much as that's we because hate we're it. adults watching a show, technically for, you know. Well, no, w- I don't w- agree with that. No, I don't know that either. I don't necessarily think it's for targeted. You stopped yourself for you stopped yeah. yourself for a reason there, Smarky. Yeah. <laughs> this right. show is targeted for the They're male not, and female audience between the ages of like sixteen to forty. It still targets all of us. So okay, we're not watching a kid show. But for, in terms of them insulting our intelligence, we have to just be used to that at this point. It's going to happen to us every fucking week. But, and AEW doesn't do it. NXT doesn't do it yet. Yet now they, that NXT oh. and AEW are both on bigger platforms, they're still in the honeymoon phase. Okay, NXT did wonders for years on the network, but now that it's on a much bigger platform, it's still early. I'm not saying mm. that you know don't. I'm not saying that oh it's going to all turn to shit, but it's bound to happen at some point. It's wrestling. It's a vicious cycle, no matter what company it is. So, huh. do you think Seth Rollins comes down? There's a there's a bunch of things in terms of like talent jumping from the main like the main roster NXT. So we talk about Seth Rollins. Honestly, for me, I look at AJ Styles as the bigger wild card right now because of all the teasing of the Bullet Club reunion with Finn. Well, and I guess Seth I, it technic- is gonna it technically join Balor. Seth is gonna join Balor. That's it's stupid. gonna happen. Should, he should be feuding against Balor. No. Turn Seth heel, have him join no, the club, no, and have them so run roughshod lazy, on the fucking no. Bones, that is so lazy. No, it's a it's faction. So lazy, dude. it's a faction. It's lazy, lazy. Faction. Put your guns away. It's lazy. Bullet club. No My finger guns. guns. I'm getting the finger you're, guns you're, out. There's no ammo nope. in those guns. Put them away. Put them away. 
Get them registered. Locked get them and loaded, the bitch. That's what's going to happen. I'm telling you, Seth's going to turn heel. Is going to do it. I hate to say it. No. Doc, I hate to say it, but I, I think he's going down there and joining Finn. Thank no, you. I think Thank he's you, going Smarty. down there to feud against those guys. He needs to feud against those guys. This That's is why what I like Seth you, Smarty. Right what does, what yes, does Seth- yes, Doc, and that is smart booking, but we're not talking smart booking here. We're talking WWE oh, booking. Exactly. I'm talking smart booking here. I don't give a shit what those clowns and creative are writing right now. I'm you call Ricky and get a job then. I would love to get a job. Give me a job. Give me a job writing pro well, Luckily, wrestling. you know I, someone that works there. You should call them up and get a job. There you right go. Now. Hey. You should. Francesco, <laughs> let me get a job. <laughs> so, guys, as I say hello to Matt Riddle and RVD with my morning caramel, let's talk about Ooh. the Brock Lesnar story as well. So... First of all, are you guys excited for Brock versus Ray? Yes. Nope. Yes. You I'm are? Smarky, why not? I'm over all of this. I get it. He's a big draw. It's fun to watch him F5 people. Shut the fuck up, Doc. Go back to marching band, dude. No, please, for the <laughs> love of God. <laughs> uh, why are you the, excited? I'm excited because of the way it's been booked so far that they're actually booking Rey Mysterio to like kick Brock Lesnar's ass multiple times like he's jacked his knee up so Mm -hmm. Lesnar's working an injury angle now which makes that match more interesting because an injury angle an injured like upper weight against uh, a cruiserweight a legendary cruiserweight actually puts some advantage into the cruiserweight's uh, favor like it actually gives you a chance like oh man Brock's hurt Ray's fast. He can fly around. He's reinvented himself as he's gotten older. He actually might be able to beat Brock Lesnar. And I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility for Ray Mysterio to beat Brock Lesnar. I do not think it's out of the realm of possibility. I like the way it's been booked. I like how mysterious Ray Mysterio has been. You know, Brock Lesnar showing up and Raw just like, where's Ray? Where's Ray? Ray's nowhere to be found. Ray's nowhere to be found. Brock can't find Ray. Brock is getting visibly frustrated now. When's the last time we've seen Brock? be booked to get visibly frustrated. Paul Heyman is out cutting fire promos right now because of how uh, frustrated Brock Lesnar is. And then all of a sudden, every, when you think it's done, every promo he does, he is does. Heyman right. is fantastic. Every promo, but he upped it up another level on Raw this past week. I agree. And then all of a sudden I didn't, I wasn't expecting Ray to come out after Brock took out Dio was not expecting Ray to come out. All of a sudden, here comes little Ray with the chair, and it's on. Relentless. Mm-hmm. I've never. I, I can't remember the last time I've seen Ray get like angry like that. Angry, and and I love the Spanish going. He goes into the Spanish, and he starts talking in his native tongue. It feels real. It feels personal. It's everything I I want out of a Brock Lesnar feud. If you're gonna put Brock as champion, I've always been okay with Brock as champion, honest. He is appearing on TV enough. To make the title mean something. Do you think he's going to? He has been. Ladies and gentlemen, we are uh, getting an interruption here. Hello, hello. Oh, hello. Hold on. We just hung up on Doc and John. <laughs> Technical difficulties, fam. But wait, we have... Um, a new member to our call. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Mr. Jeff Pumachio. 
Good morning, Uses. Morning, Jeff. What up? What is up? Let me see where uh, Doc and Johnny are now. I think we just hung up on our co-hosts. <laughs> uh, hold on, everyone. That's not it. But in the meantime, you keep that storyline alive by inserting a legend in there. Rey Mysterio, someone who can work with a Brock Lesnar. You've seen him work with big men. He is an absolute legend with big men. Hey, it's hold on, Doc. Perfect thing to do. A perfect thing to do with Brock. Doc. We got a guest bones. Yeah, Doc. I'm sure. I'm sure everything you said sounded great, but because Jeff called in, we got none of that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it was a really supposed, good rant. You're supposed to text first. <laughs> I did. At least you're coming in with straw with that fucking. Uh, what do you got for that picture up there? I thought that was Dimebag Daryl and Vinnie Paul at first. God damn it. No, that's it's not. <laughs> that's filling in. It's filling in. <laughs> All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are now well, back. Filling in. After you look some... like Diamond Vinnie Paul, and that's pretty awesome. We're back after some technical difficulties. Doc was on a rant, but we heard none of it. We are now joined by Mr. Jeff Palmaccio, DFDC, the host of Not Your Ooh. Mama's Soap Opera. Jeff, welcome to episode 50 of the Fourth Wall WrestleCast. Thank you. I'm here. <laughs> welcome. All right. Did so you just wake up. You know what? You did just yeah, wake up. He so just guess woke what up. you're going to get for waking up? You're going to get my rant about Brock Lesnar. This Do Brock Lesnar booking is fantastic. Rey Mysterio against him is fantastic because Rey Mysterio can work with big guys and he's a vet and he's a legend and his and and the lead up to the to the match has been fantastic. He's beating the crap out of Lesnar. We worked an injury a angle into Lesnar because that makes sense. It's sensible booking. Don't get pissed off, Smarky, because Brock Lesnar is involved with sensible <laughs> booking now. You anti Brock Lesnar hater. Okay, listen, oh I hate Brock Lesnar when he's being lazy. When Brock Lesnar's not being lazy, due to G, straight up. Right. I, yeah, I, I do have that. to agree with Doc on this. I mean, Brock Lesnar's been around a lot more now than he ever has been in at least the past three years or so. He's more involved in storylines. So I'm, excuse me, I'm all about where this is going. And I said it too, as soon as Ray came back, he has one more title run left in him. He's going to be getting ready to retire soon. I say with at least within the next three years. So Ray has one more title run, and I think him having the championship is going to help guys like Buddy Murphy, Ali, Ricochet really push their careers in the WWE. Boom. Bones just dropped the mic. That's why it makes sense. That's the icing on the cake. Yeah, it is to help those guys it's gonna help those guys a lot and it's gonna help give them a, a a veteran to work with and learn that wwe style but most importantly the whole the whole thing with ray and brock it's reintroducing brock to good television because he's actually showing up that's what's important about this whole thing and they're using their best talent in a wise way there's no reason why we can't put ray at the top of the card still legend he is a legend. He's reinvented himself to be better than he was even six, seven years ago. You're right. He has more yeah. of an attitude now, especially now with this whole Brock angle. Like, when was the time you saw Rey Mysterio attack someone with a chair? Great. From behind. Great. Love it. Yeah. Give me more every week. Feed me more. All right, there, Ryback. Remember Ryback? I missed that guy. I remember that guy. <laughs> 
right, uh, Jeff. I want to I want to step back a little bit and talk to you about about the uh, oh NXT Jeff's here. Jeff is here. I am here. Yes, I want to talk to you here. about the NXT invasion and the whole stuck in Saudi uh, situation. Yeah. Now we we were talking about. You know, Seth Rollins and his promo with Triple H on how we think that Triple H is really trying to get Seth to go over and join NXT. I think mm-hmm. it would be great if Seth just turned heel, I mean, joined forces I with Balor, that, and joined the club. I think that when it comes, I don't know, is my phone, is my connection okay? Is You're good, man. We now? hear you. We got Jerry. We hear you. All right, cool. Um, no, I think that when it comes to NXT and Saudi Arabia, I think people forget often that WWE first and foremost is a business mm-hmm. and it was a good business move to go to Saudi, but with that move came a lot of risk, including their political climate and their political agenda of the Saudi King. Clearly things went away, but it shows you the adaptability that Triple H has in being able to do an invasion angle successfully now, unlike when WCW invaded back in 2002. Well, Jeff, don't you think that this NXT invasion angle was already kind of in the works and just the timeline got pushed up because of the situation in Saudi Arabia? Yes, but I think that if they were back in time, we would have seen a lot more of Lana and Rusev and Bobby Lashley. (laughs) And nobody wants to see that. I'd rather see Rhea Ripley. Oh, man. Uh, my wife, my wife watched a lot of Rusev Lashley segment with me this week. Like she just happened to be watching Raw, me, and she just goes, "What the fuck is going on right now?" <laughs> That's all she says. I'm like, they try to do that was my bathroom break, especially on Raw. It's like I've told you. I think Raw that they're trying to get more of a female audience in Raw, and well, I think this is Vince not the way McMahon's, how to do it. Yeah, I think in Vince McMahon's mind, he thinks women are going to be interested in this soap opera thing when. Women who watch pro wrestling are not interested in the soap well, yeah. thing. Right. Yeah. That's the thing. The women who watch pro wrestling, I think, know that they're watching pro wrestling. If they wanted to watch a strict soap opera, they'll continue to go to their Days of Our Lives and Good Hospital and you know all that other fun shit. Mm-hmm. But if you're tuning in to see grown men fight, you want to see grown men fight. Right. So what do you think, Jeff, is Seth Rollins' future with NXT? So my thing was that if NXT, so now I think it's clear that NXT is established as the third brand and that is a lateral move. I saw that the writing on the walls in my episode when I noticed the color theory behind the branding of the shows being that red, blue, and yellow are the primary colors of the color wheel. Yeah, we all know that. Um, But I think what would happen is- shit, dude. Yeah. Damn, Damn. my mind. Deep. You gotta, say, you gotta say hello to Matt Riddle on RVD to make those connections. Right? <laughs> I am. But I think what it does is if Seth goes down and remembers who he was, I think we saw hints of that at Raw um, from Long Island, which I did attend. Um, if you know, if he evokes that that cackling Tyler Bate, I think it could be good because that's how he got a lot of his Tyler Black. Was, Tyler, Tyler Black, Black, you know what I meant? Yeah. Um, hey, I just woke up, um, but. <laughs> You know, if he goes back to his fan base of like the Harry Potter, see people stick up for themselves, it'll be good. Mm-hmm. But he has to do that. He has to be willing to do that and be willing to not defend WWE to the point of no return. That's not a good look. Right. Jeff. Jeff. 
I don't think you're going to agree with yeah. with me right here, but I think Seth Rollins is going to go down, and I think he's going to align himself with Finn and yes. everyone. Uh, yes. Uh, no, it's such lazy yes. booking. It's so what lazy. Is, no, so man. lazy. What if he factions with trip though. Factions, gang warfare. Trip it is part of it. Storyline. We've, we've already done the trip. We've already done trip and mean, Seth. We've all. It's such. A, it's not. Listen, we're here. Bring Seth but down have there. Done have him get his mojo back. Seth feuding with Finn. Trip is in the ring. No. Then we've done Mo- Seth and Trip. No. But have him fight Finn and 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 uh, and I say even bring AJ Styles in the club down to the NXT. Oh fuck that! That ain't yes. happening. Yes, yes. Bring happen. them down. Put them with Finn. Have your two OG club leaders together. And have Finn fight against them. Okay, and you want you know what, Jeff? I'll even throw you a bone, and we can put Triple H there in a fight against the club. Also, oh my God, Triple H is a member of the Bullet Club. No, 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 no. Hold on, everyone, time out. They should just do what I said. They should start the Balor Club with Finn Balor, AJ Styles, Gallows and Anderson. You throw Shinsuke in there, Orton in there, Seth Rollins, and bring the Usos back. And there's the fucking Balor and Ruby Riot. And there's the Balor Club. Yeah, there's like 900 people, factions that big. That's right. NWO, baby. It's too. It fell apart when it got too big. The NWO started falling apart when it got too big. Doc, you're going to have an aneurysm. Calm down, bro. <laughs> Guys, I don't know what the NWO is because I never watched WCW. Oh, my God. How do you call I mean, yourself think, a mark? I think what it is. I never saw WCW. I didn't even know the NWO is. We still got to do that live episode. I'm ashamed. <laughs> I mean, I think also, though, that AJ Styles does not need to be with Gallows and Anderson. And I think every week that they're together, like, Specifically because Gallows and Anderson haven't had speaking roles, I think it diminishes their star power. Well, Gallows and Anderson are not the best on the mic either, so I think giving them a mouthpiece like AJ Styles, who I think, in my opinion, has been doing great on the mic as a heel, I think that works out best for them. And I like the three of them together. Yeah. I like yeah, them together. Yeah, I put Bones there. Yeah, I'm I like them together when they first came to the uh, to WWE and they feuded with John Cena. They beat up John Cena. I like that. I do think Gallows and Anderson yeah, have exactly. a little bit of a hokey, like, childish way to hold their promos you know but i think but someone like aj styles kind of gives a little more substance to their uh their reasoning and their purpose on whatever whatever brand they're on do you amen to that. do gallows and anderson speak japanese probably i'm, sh- I'm sure they all so do. They, they all should, had to learn it so they should cut their promos in japanese like kenny did when he was in njpw and continue uh, to build up that, build up that mystique. Be like, that's kind of you know, cool. Le- I like that. Could that could be kind of cool. Yeah, I like you're that. You're letting dude. the Kabuki warriors speak their native tongue. We're seeing even the Spanish-speaking wrestlers also be able to do that as well. AOP it reads a level of authenticity. So if you want, you know, if you want to build that authenticity, that these are, you know, these two super NJPW tag teams that dominated. Like, show me why. Show me why you're a shogun that came here and destroyed NJPW. Why should I care about you? Because right now you're just a big dude who used to be, what was it, Festus with face paint on. Oh, God, Festus. Remember that? (laughs) Ding. And honestly, I think, like you said, it would give another layer of substance to the club if they they could speak in Japanese and 
and and and, and deliver themselves like that. All right, so, hold on. So, oh, I'm sorry, Jeff. Go ahead. Go ahead. I don't want to interrupt our guest host. Oh, no. I was just going to say that Vince McMahon loves to play up the old, like, war vibes to, like, World War II. And what a better way to, like, play up the fact that the OC, like, defected from the United States and went to Japan by having them speak Japanese. Dude, I kind of like, I, mean, I do like I, that. I can buy that. I that, could buy that. That's different. Like, it's not stereotypical. everybody off. Yeah, it's and not say, stereotypical. Like, oh, you're traitors. I like that. I like right. that. Being like, you're, like, you're like the Benedict Arnolds of WWE. You went to Japan, now you're coming back thinking you can run shit? No, that's not how it works. And then this could lead to Seth Rollins. Right. Then this, you said aligning right. with, maybe you do align with Triple H, even though I wasn't on with right. that. First, Seth Rollins and Triple H fight the OC instead of doing the lazy exactly. thing. It's like, hey, let's put Seth Rollins with the OC because, hey, factions and people. You don't need to put him with the OC. Like, you shouldn't have to put your superstars who are on, right. who have main evented in a faction. You shouldn't have to do that because they're the main exactly. event. They're supposed to be the draw without the faction behind them. Right. AJ hey, is helping elevate Doc. Gallows and, and Anderson right now. That's why they're with AJ. They need AJ. AJ someone said before, AJ right. doesn't need them. They need, they need AJ. AJ. Yeah. Doc, I just want to point out that you're an asshole. Yeah, I am not an asshole. I'm that, right. That's why we love Doc. <laughs> All right, I'm, Doc, I know you're not going to let me move on until we talk about this one thing that we spoke about offline right. when we had technical difficulties. Uh, fam, I made a statement that Seth Rollins is one of my top five or types, top six wrestlers that are currently active. No. And Most asinine thing you've ever said. No, right, Doc, please go ahead and argue. Uh, I think we could AJ all argue. Styles, but let's Daniel him go Bryan, first. Hey, man, Page, Cody Rhodes, Chris Jericho, Bray Wyatt. Um, I'll I'll even put Brock Lesnar above him right now. Ricochet. There's a lot of guys. Alistair doing Black. Pro, there's a lot. Uh, yeah, you're getting a little too far. There's a lot of guys doing pro wrestling a lot better than Seth Rollins right now. You okay. cannot tell me. Don't give me, get that PWI bullshit and shove it up your ass, okay? Ooh. There's a lot of women doing pro wrestling. That yeah, yeah. Let's talk right about now. the women. Good call. Becky Lynch. Can we talk about the women? Becky, Becky oh, Charlotte, yeah. Sasha, and Bailey. Ruby Shayna Riot. Baszler. Ruby Riot. Uh, Shayna Baszler. Oops. Io Shirai. Jordan, Jordan Grace. Who? Had, Tessa Blanchard. I said Ruby Riot, Smart. Yeah, Jordan oh, and Tessa. Yeah, I don't know who that is. Ruby Tessa, Riot. Tessa, absolutely. All right. I mean, even so, Tessa yeah, I think is groundbreaking that, in her own right. Britt Baker, some, DMD. Like, that's some, like, silly shit you said right there, Bones. There's not even close to a top five talent right now. Yeah, I and think the three of, of us him. right now it's kind of agree him. that you're, you're flawed. Wow. Wow. <laughs> All right, then. You know what? Then fuck my top six wrestlers, all right? And just uh, we'll just all agree with what you guys say. Your top six has Ruby Riot in it. That's the first problem. No, no. My top six male wrestlers are Kenny Omega, Seth Rollins, AJ Styles, Shinsuke Nakamura, Finn Balor, and Daniel Bryan. Shinsuke? Yes, Shinsuke. All, right. All those other guys you said, except for maybe Shinsuke, are better than Seth Rollins right now. Oh, I, I kind of agree. Style. King is strong style, bro. 
what? You know what, Doc? I'm done having this conversation with you. I, I, think, I think... I think... If he was the king of Trump's dad, he'd still that, be in Japan. That, I think the wow. more you use a WWE nickname, the less I like that wrestler. Hmm. Yeah, I agree. Jeff, because Jeff, it's what's not your own you? branding anymore. Thank you. I mean, you're right. When the thing is, like, these indie stars come in as indie stars with their own following. And if you look at Joey Ryan, that's the exact reason why he did not sign with AEW or WWE because they wouldn't allow him to be Joey Ryan. Right. So, which is a shame because Joey Ryan's character is fucking awesome. Right, exactly. <laughs> Joey so, Ryan's character you know, isn't going to work you, on television. No, it's not. Not in this day and age. It, it works on Access TV. I mean, he did just dick flip. Ken Shamrock. Okay. That's because and it's Access, Access TV and no Access one watches TV. Access TV. Yeah. True. All right. So anyway, before this gets out of hand, like it always does whenever Doc's Already involved, has. Uh, Jeff, uh, Je- recently you were live from Ringside Fest and you yep. got to meet I some was. amazing superstars. Becky Lynch, Sasha Banks. Uh, please tell us about your experience at Ringside Fest. Yeah, um, it was incredible. Um, I go more in depth on the 53rd episode of Not Your Mama Soap Opera, but I originally had a ticket to meet Sasha, not to meet Seth, because who wants to meet Seth Rollins? Um, but, you know, they uh, originally supposed to be Jeff Hardy, and then he called out because it was DUI, and then it was Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, but then she called out, Alexa did for some personal reasons. And so... Um, Ringside Fest happens every year. It's where they debut all the new action figures and you have some meet and greets. I was fortunate enough to have a Sasha Banks ticket that sold out quickly, but they announced Becky Lynch the last minute. So I ran uh, into Manhattan at 4.14 a.m. was the fourth person in line and secured my Becky Lynch ticket. Um, you know, just want to point out now, Sasha Banks was incredibly kind to me. Everyone who says that she's not good with her fans probably did something to piss her off. Because she was very nice to me. Um, being stupid as usual. Yeah, I mean, I was talking to her about Bailey the lab. She told me to get a black lab named Sasha. It was a good time. <laughs> nice. Awesome. Um, very cool. Absolutely. Uh, but meeting Becky was incredible. Um, you know, Becky, you know, was a big and is a big inspiration to me. And I was able to show her. You know, I was able to like let her in on some of that, and she recognized me, and you know she gave me a hug, and she wasn't supposed to personalize my belt, and she did, and it really just cemented, you know, why Becky Lynch is in the position that she's in with the company, and why she ranks so highly in for me personally. It's like she does the company thing right. Like she kind of like is very good at splitting the. Uh, I'm the company person doing an event right now, and mm-hmm. you need to be putting the face. And then I'm the character on TV, you know. And I said, like, I think well, that's right. part of where we're missing Seth right now. But Becky does it, I think, excellent. Like she's exactly. just an absolute like, pro with that. Becky Lynch puts the professional back in professional wrestling that Seth Rollins does not. Seth Rollins is a performance fighter, not a professional wrestler. Put that on a shirt. That that was a good line. Right? That was yeah. really good. That was great, man. I like that, Jeff. I got you. All right. Uh, awesome. So, a couple of questions for you. Um, how tall is Becky? Five, six, maybe. Six, nice, oh, nice. Okay. That's how I pictured it. Um, <laughs> That's how I pictured it. <laughs> is, um, what a creep! What would, what would you say is her natural hair color? 
Oh my god! I couldn't even tell you. But I'm, trying, I'm thinking of Chris. I'm thinking of creepy Christmas gifts to mail the people. <laughs> oh my god! I, I mean, her 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 hair was the color of a Gatorade bottle, like the cat. Awesome. Okay. 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 And, and um, and that was my other question for you? Is the accent as awesome in person as I think it is? Oh, absolutely. Oh, um, it was funny when I met her. I said that I met Finn also, and that I, you know, that and instantly once I said that, she was like. Oh, she knew. She knew who I was. And it was just really cool that, um, you know, Finn trained Becky, for those of you who don't know. So they have that, you know, that break connection um, and those roots. Um, so talking about factions, you know, you could definitely I've always thought that you could do an intergender faction with them as well. But, an Irish you know, faction? It, mm-hmm. that'd be sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fighting Irish. Dude. Sorry, I'm a big Notre Dame fan. <laughs> no, you're good. But let them do it almost like. Remember how, like, um, when Sons of Anarchy went to Ireland? Yes. 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 And they had like that like bagpipe version of like their intro. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like do yeah. something like that. Like if you want to like, that's the thing though with Becky is like you shouldn't put her with anybody yet. And I think that's the problem that we see when we see her in like tag matches with Charlotte and with Natty. It's like not needed. Mm-hmm. Well, they it's needed because they, they see Becky, it's needed Becky. because they have it's needed because they have no one else to put out there against the Kabuki Warriors exactly. really right now. That's right. why it's needed. I mean, do you think that you know we saw Evolution is now a retired pay per view? Do you think that Evolution should become a TV show on the network? I think it's bullshit that it's retired. I think they should have been doing this. They should be doing it every year. Well, I, I think so it was too. it was a blast. One, it was it's, Evolution was one of the best WWE produced shows I've ever been to. Agree. It was an absolute blast to go to. And but I think, but I do think the TV. I think TV a TV show is where the women need to, to go. They yeah. need their own mm-hmm. dedicated television show, not total divas like total fucking women's exactly. wrestling. Yeah. Well, there was there was one episode of Raw. I forgot which one it was, but there was no women's matches at all. Mm-hmm. And that's so silly because you know you have superstars like Sarah Logan and and various others who are just sitting in the back wanting to do something, and they can't. You know, yes, they might be on main event, but nobody watches the main event. If you broadcast, you know. This is the evolution. And even, I don't know, have Stephanie do the intro or something like that. And then you can be able to showcase them properly yeah. in a way that your top stars like Becky and Charlotte and Sasha and Bailey on the main roster with where they still tour, but they do additional stuff specifically for people who like women's wrestling. And I think more people like it than not. And just look at like the May Young Classic, how popular yeah, exactly. that was. And those are women that most of us have never even heard or seen wrestle yet and how over that show was and how much we enjoyed watching that. So imagine putting your best women now on the same platform, give them one hour each week, make it a wrestling based show more so than a storyline based show. You can still like use raw and SmackDown and NXT to carry out your storylines, but almost like a wrestling showcase show. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, exactly. And then even you can get, you know, people like the four horsewomen down in NXT, you know, more exposure. You can get Rhea Ripley better on the mic. Because if you listen to her, I love her podcast. 
Absolutely, I do too. And she was a pleasure to meet at Access back in WrestleMania weekend. But if you give her an opportunity to be on the mic more when she's not competing with the likes of the Undisputed Era and Velveteen Dream and doesn't get overshadowed, you know, it lets her step more into her own and be comfortable with that platform and being that microphone and be able to captivate audiences verbally alone. Hey, so I hate to pause the conversation here, but um, I got to go. I actually, uh, I, I got to go to work. And uh, I apologize. I know I missed a couple months of episodes because of work, but uh, this is hopefully the last couple weeks I have to do this. And listen, it's, it's hard being a high school band director. I got to go play the John Cena theme on the football field. But uh, listen, congratulations to all of us. For being awesome and making it through fifty episodes without murdering each other, Doc, yet. I'm looking at you. Yet, and come, um, at, me. come at me, bro. Nah, it's not worth it. And uh, welcome, Jeff. Uh, Thank welcome. you. We're super happy to have you on. But listen, man, we're both of the tribe, so uh, let's make like two Jews in the desert and exodus the fuck out of here. Yeah, four hundred years. Let's do it. Oh man, yeah, Smarky. Thanks so much, buddy, for being a part of the Fourth Wall Fam. You have fun with your marching band, and Jeff. I'll see you next week, guys. Later, Smarky. Jeff, thanks so much, man, for tuning in with us this morning and joining us on the fiftieth episode. Uh, please tell everyone where they could find you and they could find your show. Absolutely. If you want to hear me say hello to Matt Riddle and RVD on a weekly basis, you can tune in to Not Your Mama Soap Opera Wednesdays after midnight exclusively on the Wrestle Addict Radio. And where can they find you, Jeff? To be determined. Um, you can find me at 52 Points of Art, but I have to approve you to do so. You can thank Brad Shepard for that. Oh, Thanks. yeah. What Thanks a, a lot, Brad Shepard, you fucking yeah. troll. I'm not sure who the fuck Brad Shepard is, but he can go fuck himself. He's a Pretty fucking much. douche. He's a Twitter troll. Yeah. Oh, it was the Twitter troll. Okay. All right, guys. <laughs> All right, guys. Later on. Jeez, thanks brother. again for joining us, uh, Doc. We have a lot more to talk about with so another. Hey, I got one more thing. On. I got one more thing. Oh I got one God. more thing. Oh my God. Bones. Why? I love you, man. I love you too. Doc, go fuck yourself. That's what you stopped us for? That, that's what he Go stopped away. us for. Yep. See ya. All right, fam. Love hope you you're enjoying episode you 50 and so Ross far. Can go join the Bullet Club. Go away. Fam, hope you're enjoying episode 50 so far. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing the Wrestle Addict Radio Network. Radio Network. Hey, what's up, you guys? What is going on, everybody? What up, fam? Hey, it's me. What up, oozes? What's up, guys? This is the Monday Night Delight. Are you looking for a network that brings you all things pro wrestling? Then look no further. Wrestle Addict Radio brings you a varied source of wrestling content. What's going on, guys? This is Willie T. My name is Mr. Pratt. This is your resident smart slayer. Search for Wrestle Ag Radio on all major podcast platforms and be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Buzz, buzz, guys. My name is Kate Murphy of the Kings of the Ring podcast and you are listening. And you're listening. And you're listening. And you are listening. And you are listening. Get ready for a war because you're listening. Come join the war each and every week as we fight to keep wrestling real. What's up, everybody? This is King Ricky Rose and you are listening to Wrestle Addict Radio. Radio, 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 radio. Oh, you didn't know? 
the Fourth Wall WrestleCast was nominated for six categories in the 2019 WrestleHub Wrestling Podcast Awards. If you enjoy the Fourth Wall experience, please cast your vote today in the following categories. Best Duo, Best Trio, Best Live, Best Branded, Best Comedy, Most Informative, and Newcomer of the Year. Every vote goes a long, long way in helping us grow and grow and continue to be the biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the hardcore. And fam, we are back. I want to introduce to you guys a guest host who's going to now help us finish off episode 50. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been one of our loyal supporters and loyal listeners since that day one-ish. This is the one and only hashtag Wade Cares. My brother and your brother, Brother Wade, welcome to the Fourth Wall WrestleCast. Wow. Hey. Hey, how's everybody doing? That was a great that was a great intro. I can't I can't be talking He's that. good at those. I am pretty he's good. good at those. Thank you, Yeah, Doc. he's good at intros. That's like the he's one nice hype, thing man. Doc's going to say about me the whole episode. <laughs> All right, well, Wade, welcome so much. Thank you so much for listening, for being a supporter, and for joining us on this special, uh, this special, special episode. We're going to talk some wrestling. We're going to talk about some AEW, because later on today, we are going to have AEW full gear. But first, let's talk about the fire promo by Cody Rhodes this week now Doc you got to watch it live Uh, myself and Wade we watched it on on replay so Doc tell us about your live reactions after hearing this Cody promo if I do not defeat Chris Jericho at full gear I will never challenge for the AEW world championship again Chris Jericho, that is a very big if. It's not an encumbrance, it's not an albatross that is gonna sit on your chest and weigh you down, it is going to vanish. You've taken to calling my lot entitled millennials. You've called me an entitled millennial bitch. I neglected to read in your best-selling book, A Lion's Tale, which you can get on Amazon for $3 or at any, or at any flea market. I neglected to read about the upbringing you had that was so hard. You talked about my silver spoon. Gosh, it must have been so difficult being the upper class son of a famous hockey player. It is almost like we shared the exact same silver spoon, you stupid dick. You've dismissed, you've dismissed every accomplishment I've made. You've talked about my father. Well, you call me an entitled millennial, I call you a carny succubus because the dirty secret about you, the dirty secret is you need this generation more than it needs you. And you've surrounded yourself with impressionable youth. This isn't about my dad. This isn't about the dead, it's about the living. It's about my mother, it's about my sister, it's about my wife, it's about the 14 years it took me to go from undesirable to un-goddamn-deniable.
at full gear. At full gear, I beat you. I become the world champion, and you fall back into your circle, your inner circle, and you let them know the ground should be rumbling between their feet because the elite are coming. And when the elite and the inner circle square off, it'll be a match beyond, and we are going to eat you alive. See, no, I told you I flipped back and forth between the two shows. Yeah. You flipped back and <laughs> I forth. Didn't see that the- I didn't see that one. That's the only thing I didn't see live, but funny enough. Uh, what, but I did go watch it, and I, and I, and I got the full gist. I mean, this is another, once again, another great, real, honest promo by Cody. That's the style he's developed for himself. Um, I love the stipulation he adds to the match. It makes the match you know, just a little bit more interesting. I think a lot of, um, you know... I th- I think a lot of what he says is obviously true. He's feeding off the emotion of his fan base, which is something the WWE severely lacks in their promos. And Cody just nails every time out there. Even if he's going out there and saying Dusty Rhodes' name, which is a guaranteed pop at any Dynamite show. Now, I could walk into a Dynamite, sit in the crowd, go, Dusty Rhodes! Everybody's going to start cracking the fuck up and go chrome crazy. So even when he does that, he makes that feel genuine. So... Once again, kudos to Cody for once again getting me invested in another one of his matches and yep. just using the and using the audience of what they want to see perfectly to get his point across. Yeah. Everything about Cody's promo is different. He you, you felt the emotion, you were able to stand behind what he stands for, what he's fighting for, and that's what people like we talk about every week, Seth Rollins lacks in their promo skills. Cody's promo had some very unique verbiage as well. Like, whoever calls someone a stupid dick in a promo? We've never heard that before. Or a carny succubus. Like, I loved the verbiage he used. Now, Wade, let me pose this question to you. I have seen some of the Twitter trolls say that this may have been Cody's hard times promo. Do you think this was... Cody's promo is up at that level of Dusty's hard times promo? Um, honestly, you know what, you know, it's, it's his father, it's his father's promo, but it's, it's good. It's solid because it's something where he's speaking from the heart that was said earlier. He, he actually sold me on his match. He, that's what you're supposed to do. And Cody is a salesman besides being a, uh, one of the best wrestlers out there right now. He is a salesman and he basically, what he did sold full gear for me. And that's what you're supposed to do. The emotion, the delivery, the calling people dicks and the little succubus line, that's just enhancements to a great promo. Right. And that's something that I feel once Cody's put that out there, that's the main event. That's your main event to full gear. I know Jericho and Moxley's probably going to, I mean, Moxley and uh, Kenny's going to be the main event, but that should be your closer. That has to be. Has to be your closer. Right. You just they took the world title match and, like you said, elevated to the most important thing on the card with that promo. And then using like calling him a dick and the suck like that's also Cody like using his longer leash that AEW that he essentially gives to AEW and their talent. You know, they don't you don't get that leash and you can't say dick in WWE. Right. You just can't. Yeah. You probably can't even say succubus amongst the other list of words that Vince McMahon apparently hates, you know. Right. So I would it's just know that. 
<laughs> Some of it got posted. It was a leaked document about a year ago of a list of shit that commentators aren't allowed, aren't to, allowed say. to say. Like yeah. they're not allowed to call belt straps. There's a mm-hmm. but they're not allowed to say wrestling at all. Right. It's, it's so weird. Working for WWE has got to be like some weird Twilight Zone type thing for right. someone who's like a hardcore lifelong wrestler, like say a Seth Rollins or a Daniel Bryan. Right. Some of the weird shit that Vince tries to put in there. But Cody doesn't have to deal with that. And he takes full advantage of it. And he's showing us why it's better to not have to deal with that. Right. Now, you know, Wade, earlier in today's episode, Doc and I had a disagreement, like always. Uh, as, you know, as I mentioned, Seth Rollins is one of my, hey, like, top six wrestlers of all time. But you know what, Doc? Now that we are... <laughs> In the face. That was great. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did I say oh, all man. time again? That's what I did too. I meant That's to say. I did too. Well, regardless. <laughs> but now that we are talking about where Cody Rhodes is and Cody Rhodes promo and how he's making us stand behind him going into full gear. If you think about what AEW has done, a lot of the matches that Cody has had are the ones that I think the fans have gotten behind the most. We really got behind him versus Dustin. Now we're really getting behind him versus Jericho. He's the one that really adds the emotion to it. He's the one that really brings you in. And in terms of being an overall performer, entertainer, and in-ring performer, Cody's definitely up there. Don't don't shortchange Jericho in this, man. Like, uh-huh. Jericho has been doing his part, too, man. And he's been making this interesting, too. That little vignette they did with the inner circle, great heel, funny, like, like classic heel stuff, but that you could also enjoy. Like, it's it's... It's yeah, it's tinged as a heel, but it's still letting us as the fans decide who we want to root for in the match. I don't know how many times I've said it on here. What drives me nuts about WWE books sometimes is they're trying to tell you who you should be rooting for. That's why Seth Rollins hasn't worked. It's but Vince McMahon is saying Seth Rollins is my guy. He's the face. He's who you need to be cheering for. And us as the audience just kind of like I don't want to cheer for him right now. Don't tell me who I should cheer for. Whereas this AEW feud between Cody and the Inner Circle. There is no like clear cut face and heel. We're getting to make the decision who we want to put our support behind. Like as as awesome as Cody was, I'm still pulling for Jericho. Mm-hmm. Like I love Jericho. I love the inner circle. I love heels. What well, I well, I know you do, but you know what? It's like it's like it's like Bones brought up earlier. Cody will sell you on any match he's in since all in. You can go back to all in. The match with him and all this. He sold me. He's the one that sold me on the show. And you know what? If you can genuinely sell me, then I'm going to root for you. I root for Cody all the time now. And I wasn't the biggest fan ever. I was not. I used to say he was Dustin's better than Cody. I used to say that all the time. I don't feel that way now. And you got to listen for me. I've been a Jericho mark since like the WCW days. So there's some long-standing love of Chris Jericho in there, why I'm still going to pull for Chris Jericho in this match. But you are 100% right when you say, like, it's the person who gets you invested in the match the most that you want to win. And for me, Jericho's still done his part, so I'm okay with it. But, yeah, any other opponent maybe in AEW, I'm probably pulling for Cody in this match. Any other opponent. There's just mm-hmm. there's just long-term love for Jericho there for me. So, guys, if we had to make a prediction right now on who's going to leave full gear as the AEW World heavyweight champion. Who's it going to be? I'm going to go in Jericho. I'm going Cody. Yeah. 
Um, I'm going to tend to go with Cody, too, especially since he added the stipulation that if he loses, he will never fight for the AEW championship again. And yeah, think, well, you know what? Macho Man got, got retired by the Ultimate Warrior once, and he came back. True. So, as we all know, this is wrestling, and we can rewrite the rules as we please. And as long as it's done in a creative, like, logical way, you know, we can get Cody back into the AEW title picture two years down the line, even after he loses this match. I think it's important for Cody to not be the AEW champion right now. Right. I think I think they have to establish themselves without him and the Bucks just saying, okay, we're going to put the straps on ourselves and try to make this work. They need to establish the rest of that roster that isn't the elite. And, and having Jericho win this match is a good step in that direction. Just like having um, Santana and Ortiz beating the Young Bucks is also going to be a good step in that direction. Right. Like I need the elite to kind of be beat down a little bit so I can get behind them a little more as they try to build themselves back up. And I want to see them get built back up to a, a, the dominant force in, in AEW. Much like the NWO did to the Four Horsemen and Ric Flair when they started. Same idea. Right. Wait, I like wait, it. I like you? it a um, lot. Honestly, you know what? You can play with a little bit. The, we're forgetting the wild card in this match, too. MJF is a wild card. MJF, he could, true. He could cost Cody the title. Which he could. they've been teasing for so long. Uh, well, yeah, absolutely. Just whose side MJF is actually on has been quite a enticing storyline. Obviously, he seemed to have lined himself more with Cody over the past few weeks. But, yeah, you're absolutely right. That'd be a great turn to execute right there and have Cody or Cody be costed by MJF. That'd be a great turn. Right. Or he could help him win, too. That's another factor. You know what? MJF plays the role right. You know, he helps Cody get to the title, and then he's going to be the one to take it from him. Because I've set up since day one when they established this whole AEW World Championship. Jericho's a great champion. He's the, you know, youngest and in, inaugural. But imagine MJF. <laughs> Best, that was imagine hilarious. MJF I died when I saw that. I was dying when they went that door in that vignette. Dying. The youngest AEW champion. I'm like, yeah, because he's the first. <laughs> That's what made it great. It's the most Jericho thing ever. <laughs> but I give it to him. I give it to him. I said the best storyline you could you're doing right now is you're keeping MJF in the background, and he's doing the. I, I call it, you know, it's funny. Jericho has the Judas, whatever his name that finisher is. Mm. MJF is the full Judas right now because I feel it. Once Cody gets that gold around his waist, you see it coming. It's the little details. You got to look. I know you see the big picture, but look at the little details that's been yeah, going on yeah. in the no, background. You're right. Right. Yeah, you can't, you can't, you can't trust MJF. You can't, right. you can't, can't. trust that character at all. And, and you also can't forget, you know, the inner circle. You, you know the inner circle is going to be there. Uh, Pride and Powerful, Santana Ortiz will be around, Sammy Guevara, uh, Jake Hagar, or Hager. They're all going to be there, so they're all going to have, they're going to have something to do with, with the outcome of this match. It, you know, it's bound to happen. Did Hager have his last uh, MMA fight yet? He had it a few weeks ago, and he, uh, he, did, okay. he lost. So it's just a matter of time before he starts wrestling again, yeah. basically. He got yeah. DQ'd because he low-blowed the guy twice in, like, less than three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> what a heel. Yeah. What a heel. Going, what out a heel character. <laughs> Going out in character. I love it. <laughs> All right. So, guys, l let's do a quick rundown of the rest of the match card for full gear. 
uh, on the buy-in uh, pre-show, you're going to have Dr. Britt Baker taking on Bia Priestley. I don't know if you guys saw, but there was this backstage vignette where they were interviewing Britt Baker. And even with her promo and the shit she was talking about, Bia Priestley was fire. And again, I got invested more in this feud because we already saw this feud kind of... Uh, culminating a few weeks back on AEW Dynamite when they had that tag team match. But I'm looking forward to this match, and I think this is the opportunity to really start putting the women in AEW on the map and letting the women highlight a little more of what they do. Because like Doc says it every week, the one thing AEW is lacking is their women's division. So I think you have two great indie stars. I'm going to say indie stars. Britt Baker and Bea Priestley really showcase what they do. Yeah, it's on the pre-show. There's no women's matches except for the women's championship on the main card, but still a good opportunity for these two to really show what they could do in the ring. Uh, well, you know, when it comes, I, I'm a little bit upset that this match isn't on the main show. It should be. This feud was built months in advance, yeah. and it keeps growing and growing and growing. And actually, the promo, again, Britt being a salesman, she sold me on this, and she cut a vicious promo on B. And I'm not, and I was a bigger B fan first. Yeah, right. And I like and Britt sold me. I like I like Britt a lot. She's probably of, of of all the AEW women's talent, she's the one I've enjoyed the most. She's been my favorite. Mm-hmm. You were talk, talking about how this has been like the only women's feud that's like truly been built. That's you nailed it right there why it should be on the main show. Right. And if this was the way you were going to put most of your build behind, then you shouldn't have put the the the, the women's title on one of them inaugurally. Um, mm-hmm. I got no problem with, like, Rio. I, I understand her, who she is and why she's over and what her style is, but I'm I'm not – I never bought her as the first women's champion of the promotion. I just didn't right. do it. Um, I, thought, I thought Britt Baker would have been a better option, but mm-hmm. – the same time, we now we now have another storyline that did develop that doesn't have to do with the title. So at least we have that positive that you built the storyline without a championship, which is I find a little harder to do with women's wrestling because they don't get as much time as the men do. Right. Um, but yeah, to, then to put all this build on the pre-show, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. You could have put one of like, you could have put. I don't know. What's the car? What could you put on the pre-show? You, you got the car Joey up there, Janella, Joey Janela and Spears on the pre-card. Bam. On the That's a great yeah, pre-card match right there. That's a great pre-card match right there. Yeah. Nailed it. But the, the thing with, with Britt and, and Bia, it's like, this is a legit blood feud right now. Like, there there is some hatred between these two wrestlers. And when do you really see many blood feuds win the women's division? You really don't. Like, WWE doesn't have any side blood feuds with the women going on right now except for unless you're you're holding a title so i again i there agree with was, you. it should have been on the main card it was there was a feud in wwe but they dropped the ball with it sasha and alexa could have had an amazing feud if you right. let it play out because those Alexa's two legit hurt. don't like each other yeah alexa does alexa, have an alexa's injury hurt right now yeah, she's dealing with an injury right now, Alexa. But the, so I think anything that was in the plans for her has been, you know, obviously, has been shelved until she's healthy again. Oh. Alexa, stop. Oh, so we have, have this problem. We, whenever we say Alexa Bliss's name on our show, our Amazon <laughs> Alexas start, like, start waking up talk. in the middle of the yeah. mind. They start talking um, to Mine did, too. Mine just did, too. <laughs> awesome. 
uh, <laughs> guest starring Alexa. Google Alexa. Alexa, stop. Anyway, but no, <laughs> Sasha and Alexa actually have a real feud behind the scenes from what I've read. I've read a lot of reports that they just don't like each other. So mm-hmm. they always say real life real life feuds make for great TV. They've done it so much. Look at Matt Hardy and Edge. You know, right. they've done these feuds. So just bring it bring it onto TV. Alexa gets gets better from her injury and they, they return and they feud on TV. Perfect. Sure. And they're on the same Shawn brand. Michaels and- Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart, Hart carried the WWE through the mid-90s exactly. with their hatred of each other. Exactly. But uh, let's stay on the topic of the women's division. Let's talk about the AEW Women's Championship match. We have, we have the uh, match. Sorry, we have the current champion, Riho, taking on Emi Sakura. I unfortunately know nothing about Emi Sakura, but this is the championship match. I don't know how Emi Sakura got into this match. Because I remember, wasn't she, she was the tag partner of Britt Baker a few weeks ago on Dynamite when they faced Bia Priestley. No, I'm sorry. Sakura was Bia Priestley's tag partner, and it was Rio and Britt Baker. Yeah, they've all been kind of linked together, the four of them, throughout Mm -hmm. Dynamite. Like I said, I'm just not interested in this women's title match. I'm not interested in the Emi Sakura character. I'm marginally interested in Rio. Um... I, I don't. I just a match. I just this is like I said. The one match that I really don't care about on this card is this. And like I said earlier, the women's division in general is the one thing that I think AEW is still trying to iron, really iron the kinks out of. And I think this Riho Emi Sakura match is evidence of that because neither one of these are big names. Neither one of these sell anything. Neither one of them have cut any vicious promos to really invest me into the fight. Right. I guess Rio wins. I mean, yeah, she has to. Again, like like you said, there's no story, there's no build behind yeah. this feud, and right Can't now, even talk about it. Yeah, Rio's going to hold on to this title until someone like either Bea Priestley, Britt Baker, or Ali, someone else, or even Brandy, someone Brand, else that has Rhodes, a little more yeah. name value, where people actually know who these stars are, will feud with Rio to win the title. Or Tessa Blanchard. Or when Tessa Blanchard comes over and this right. season of Impact is over. Or Jordan Grace. <laughs> or Jordan Grace. Big Mama Pump. Right? Yes. Oh, th- Thick Mama Pump. Thick Mama thick Pump. Mama Pump. I love that. Love that. <laughs> Great All name. Right. So let's talk about a couple other matches. We got Joey Janela taking on Sean Spears. Local home. We Joey Janela. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be a good match between these two. Uh Tully oh, Blanchard still in the corner of Sean Spears. I like Tully in the corner of Spears. I like I, I think he puts himself perfectly into he doesn't overdo it, doesn't underdo it. Right. Uh this is gonna this this match needs to be violent and fun mm-hmm. and there needs to be some color and it just there's expectations to a Joey Janela Sean Spears match. And the expectation is lots of violence. And if we don't get that, it's going to be a disappointment. Right. I think so, too. It's, it's, it's a contrast of styles. And what better way to have a type of match like that? We know Joey Janela for his background and, you know, street fights and death matches and all that. And Sean Spears is a technical, as great as we've seen him in his other, you know, job. But it's a contrast of styles. That's why I like a technician versus someone who's a street fighter. It's going to be one of those matches where you have to give it a, give it some time. And I do want to see some color. That's what we need in this match. Where, where they're Definitely. similar. Yeah. Where they're similar is that they're vicious. Right. They're oh vicious yeah. Very vicious. Yeah. Yes. 
Right, um, who, who do you like? Do you like? Uh, I, I got Janela winning. <laughs> yeah, I think Janela needs to win. I think he needs to win. Yeah, simple as that. Yeah, I think the fact that Spears Spears lost to Cody right at the last event. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think the fact that Spears lost to Cody. Spears is going to work his way back up the ranks, so Janela, I think, should take the win at this point because Janela, too, needs a couple wins under his belt because, you know, wins and losses, they actually mean something in AEW. So, speaking of wins and losses, let's go to the next match with Adam Hangman Page taking on Pac, Mm. uh, which has happened already on the first episode of Dynamite, was supposed to happen at All Out, but there was an issue with uh, Pac's green card or his contract or something like that. not wanting to lose to Adam Page. Not wanting to lose. So with that being said, is Pac going to come out victorious here against Adam Page? I say yes. You give Pac the win. Yeah. He's he's your top heel. I hate to say it. Besides Jericho, he's your top heel. Yeah, you're absolutely right. He's your top, like, unattached not in a faction heel, kind of like your your lone wolf type heel. <clears throat> this has been another match. They've done a really good job of building up in the rain and in promos leading up to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been I'm excited to see this match. I might be more excited to see this match than any other match on the card. That's not the two main matches: Moxley mm-hmm. Omega and the AEW Championship match. Yeah, this is the one that I'm to, uh, one. I, I'm I love Adam Page, one of my favorites, and. I just think once again, two guys with styles that are going to complement that complement each other well in the ring, right. and they're just road tested veterans who just know the ring inside and out. You have potential for a five star match here if they get enough time. Right now, Wade, I want to pose this question to you. Doc and I spoke about this a few weeks back around the start of Dynamite when AEW first became a thing and they were preparing for the road to all out there was a lot of talk that hangman page versus pack was going to be for the first ever aew championship and everyone had hangman page coming out victorious as he was going to be the champ he was going to be the face of this promotion obviously it ended up being chris jericho so now where does hangman page lie in that championship scene in aew i definitely think he's still in the picture um if you've been paying attention to being the elite a little bit, you see he's upset that he's not getting that type of attention. Like he was once set to be that way. But he's also a background player who's going to eventually pop up into that title scene. And who's to say he doesn't challenge uh, Cody again right. as a right. heel? Because slowly he could be one of the he- main factors in the elite that turn heel. True. Yeah, True. And Hangman Page is also a perfect example of why AEW needs a mid-card title right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Yeah, that's one thing they're lacking. Like you just said, where do you put Adam Page, who was, you know, like you said, he was originally supposed to, he was in the first ever world title match, and now he's kind of toiling, not sure what to do. Is he going to be heels? Is he going to face? Is he going to turn on the elite? At least get a mid-card title um, to kind of build up another sort of brand within your company. Um, this match in general, though, it's not, it's the, the time is right for Pac to win. The time is right for him to continue his build. As you said, the top heel, not in the inner circle. And I'm going to go with him winning this match. Okay. Cool. I, I think it's going to be a great match regardless. And, um, both of these stars are going, are, are two very big names in the company, hands down. 
Now, let's talk about one thing that AEW is doing right, and that's really pushing their tag team division. Their tag team division is probably the best, one of the best things going on in AEW right now. It's now, let's, right now. Let's talk about the AEW Tag Team Championship triple threat match. You're going to have SCU taking on the Lucha Brothers, taking on Private Party. Now, I want to start off real quick. I know nothing about Private Party until I got to see them face Young Bucks a few weeks ago uh, on Dynamite. And all I had to do was see that one match. To, to be bought into their characters, to be bought into their in-ring style, to be bought into what they are as a tag team. This tag team is... Uh, people have been sleeping on Private Party. If you didn't know who they were before on the indies, now is your chance. Because now we get to turn on TNT and you get to fucking see them every week. This is a tag team that everyone has to watch out for. Um, SCU, everyone knows SCU. They already have the, the name value. They are a great tag team. And Doc, we got to see Lucha Brothers... Uh, two months ago at the AAA show, Lucha Brothers are fucking one of the greatest tag teams, in my opinion, uh, in the world. Are you going to fight me on that one too, Doc? No, I'm not. I, 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 everything you said, you're spot on. <laughs> uh, the only thing that's getting, you're going to probably be disappointed for me to hear is that all that stuff you said about Private Party, 100% on. I'm in the same boat as you. I didn't know them before that match against the Young Bucks. It's my first experience in seeing them wrestle. Um, I've been completely impressed. I think they've branded themselves and they've shown their style and they've shown who they are. And, and it took it was immediate. No bullshit. They got right to the point. That being said, they got to take the L here. The, we have to. They have to be reminded that yeah, they're young and they're up and coming, but they're still not SCU. They don't got those years. They don't got those years of the Lucha Brothers. I think SCU needs to retain. I think they need to pin one of the members of the private party. Just to almost keep that, like, them grounded as rookies. I look at them as rookies in the industry right now. The Lucha Brothers have to stay powerful in AEW, especially if the Young Bucks are going to keep taking L's in the, uh, early, in the early stages of AEW here. Well, you know, I'm going to disagree with Doc a little bit, man. Honest, okay, I've seen Private Party in the NDC. So I actually saw their last match before they went to AEW at a indie show in uh, Jersey a couple weeks ago. So, well, a couple months ago actually, and it was pretty good. And I, they sold me off of that. Um, SCU, I'm cool with them. I like them, but they shouldn't have been the inaugural tag team champions. Hate to say it, sorry. You're building a brand. The Lucha Bros should have got that. They definitely should have been. They definitely should have been the team that. Puts that, puts that tag team championship on the map because eventually, and I see it, I see it down the road at the all-out three or whatever they're going to call it, we're going to get the Lucha Bros versus the Young Bucks versus PMP. It's mm -hmm. inevitable. You have to have those three teams cross paths. So I say, you know what? SCU doesn't retain and the Lucha Bros pin the private party, one of the private party members, to, like you said, keep them in their place as their rookies and they have to earn their stripes. But you're giving it to the team that should have won it in the first place. The tournament was built for them. They should have had that. If you're going to establish the tag team division, you have to put big faces on there. And that's what I thought they were doing with the tag tournament. You had Jericho, who is a face that everybody knows, win those titles. You want to have the tag team established. And I said SCU would eventually get their run, but the Lucha Bros should have had that from the jump. So I see the Lucha Bros taking the tag titles. 
So, hands. this is where I slightly disagree. I think the Lucha Brothers beat SCU eventually mm-hmm. in like a one-on-one match. I think in this match, it's important to keep SCU like prestige a little elevated because, like you said, the Lucha Brothers are obviously the more popular team. They're they're you could say they're the better team if you want, but that's not. You can't slight SCU. These guys are also veterans who've been doing this for a long time, who've been together as a unit for a long time. Uh, They have a great chemistry with each other. They have a good gimmick. I think it's important for SCU to show that they're they're also a force to be reckoned with by pitting the young team, not making the Lucha Brothers look weak, and then maybe at your next big show, or maybe even on a Dynamite, you do the tag title switch, and you have the Lucha Brothers and, and SCU just tear the house down, main event of Dynamite. And, you know, once again, because we have to think, Dynamite and NXT have to put on top quality matches. There needs to be title matches. There needs to be big things because they're competing with against each other. What was the big thing with the Monday Night Wars? There was always title matches during the Monday Night World title matches. I mean, Foley won, obviously Foley winning the title, putting the asses in the seats. And, you know, I mean, uh, uh, Oh, it was, it was and Nitro always had and Goldberg, I believe, had won one of his title reigns on Nitro. Like, there's always a room for that when you're in these these war times, like we are with wrestling right now. So, give me that Lucha Brothers SCU on Dynamite, and let that anchor a Dynamite, and that's gonna that that will probably beat whatever NXT's throwing out that night, unless they're throwing out a a really top quality world title match. I, I tend to agree with Doc. I think it might be too soon for SCU to lose the titles. While I agree with you, Wade, that Lucha Brothers should have been the ones to win the tag titles, right. I don't think AEW wants to be that promotion where they play hot potato too much with their titles too soon. And I think right now it's too soon in their in their stint on TV to start switching the titles. Now, I still think this match potentially could be the match of the night. If it's not this match, it's going to be the other tag team match, which is the Young Bucks taking on Pride and Powerful, Santana and Ortiz. These two teams are also going to hold those tag team championships at some point in the future. So, Doc, from watching Dynamite this week live, what are your thoughts on this on this feud right here? I, I think this is a situation where it's important for the inner circle to to get the rub and for somebody other than Jericho in the inner circle to get a rub. Uh, The Bucks have already jobbed out the private party. Uh, They're obviously invested as owners of Matt Matt and Nick as owners of the, or shareholders in the company, whatever their role is. Mm -hmm. They're interested in taking that tag division and elevating all the teams. So they have a top quality tag division they know they probably have identified that as something that they can crush wwe in right away and they've been doing it so i think they need to continue that road and i think to really establish inner circle as a huge like heel faction or heel like faction i think for that santana and ortiz have to win this match and they can win with interference they can win like Jake Hager could come out and cost and, and and hit someone with a chair and it cost a match. Like it doesn't have to be clean. They just right. need the win. Yeah. I I gotta agree. You have to build proud and powerful in that 
inner circle group. It can't just be one person picking up all the wins for the for the faction because then it makes the faction look weak. And you need that dot. You need the group to establish themselves. You know what? And I don't see interference. I say you have Santana and Ortiz pull off the win clean. Maybe some underhanded way to get it without okay. interference. Okay. So you know what? You have them just cheat a little bit to win because that, that's what we've known them for since Impact, and they've and they've used as many tactics as they can by any means necessary to get the win. So why not establish them? And I think this is this the first time they faced off with each other. No, was they a boat? they <laughs> have faced each other. I know on the Jericho cruise. Actually, I think the Jericho cruise was the first time they faced each other, Bucks and <laughs> Santana Ortiz. So this is their second second time facing each other, but first time ever Faced on each other TV. on the Jericho cruise? Yep. Yeah, it was it was a big uh, attraction for the cruise right. to get everybody. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Well, either way, this match definitely has the potential to be also the match of the night. Uh, let's talk about the next match in the card, which is the unsanctioned lights out match between John Moxley and Kenny Omega. We've been waiting for this match ever since Moxley made his debut. So, Wade, let's start with you, man. What do you think about this lights out stipulation? And what is this? Is this going to be like your old school John Moxley deathmatch style fight we're going to see on, on this card? Absolutely. We're going to see a no holds barred version of uh, John Moxley once again because we saw when he fought Janela. I just think it's going to have that little bit of a New Japan element where we get the, the contrasting styles again. And the only thing that sucks is I understand why you're doing it because neither of them can take a loss right now, record-wise, to build them up for a championship. So why, have, why not have the match be a lights-out match and just have the two go at it, tear the roof, tear the roof off again, and I noticed lately when Moxley's matches are lights out lately, mm-hmm. a lot of his big matches are lights out. Yeah. So, I, I, I'm, it's, the lights it's, out thing, it's, it's for me, like, my only problem with this match being lights out is I think it kind of just takes the suspense out of it. And you kind of know Moxley's going to win now. Am I wrong in thinking that? You know, because I'm looking at this card right now, and I and I'm looking at my predictions, and I have every member of the elite losing, which I, yeah, because I think I have the Young Bucks losing, I got mm-hmm. Cage losing, I got Cody losing. You don't have Cody losing, so we disagree on that. But I, I also have. I think this match is unsanctioned, so it doesn't affect Omega's record at this point because he's, you know, that's been one of the big talking points. How Kenny Omega. Hasn't been winning a lot since he showed up at AEW. Right. And AEW is about wins and losses. So now you have, and obviously the unsanctions are also a part of the Moxley character. I don't know if they're trying to make the lights out in the Moxley character be one kind of like um, like a casket match is one with the Undertaker. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's something they're going for. I think it's kind of cool if they're going for that. I always thought it was kind of cool how the casket match was always like the Undertaker had his own match. So let Moxley have his own style of match when shit gets too real. And, you know, AEW doesn't want to sanction. And, you know, you know the whole story of how the kayfabe works there. And I'm like you said, the contrasting styles. I'm excited to see Kenny Omega in this match. I've liked the, the Kenny Omega with the barbed wire bat in this almost like this. Mm-hmm. 
other the, the the dark side of Kenny Omega coming out in AEW. It's just kind of it's it's real shocking for me that I think that the all four elite matches the elite members are going to lose in matches there, and I think it's kind of might be a little predictable at this point because we know the obviously the elites building the rest of the company up, and that, that's a great. But now it's almost getting predictable, so. There's a part of me in the back of my head that thinks, man, does Omega win this match somehow? Does he somehow come out the victor here? He could. I, yeah, I think Moxley could afford a loss at this point. He's already made his presence known. He's already had some wins. He's already, you know, uh, he's made his presence known. That's the most important thing for Moxley. He could afford a loss here. It's an unsanctioned match. The wins and losses aren't going to affect either of the wrestlers. So, yeah, sure, let, let Kenny Omega come out victorious here. Yeah, Kenny Omega's kind of been an afterthought right now in AEW. Let's be real here. Yeah, in this case, Kenny Omega's more of the underdog of the match, so let the underdog yeah. come, out win, you know, come out winning. It, it, it's, it's, it's an interesting, it's the hardest match to pick on the card, yeah. without a doubt, in terms of if you're going to pick a winner. Easily the hardest match to pick on the card. Yeah. Well, really difficult. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going to be that? A, Say it again, Wade. It was re- it's really difficult to choose because, you know what the other thing is with the Lights Out match that I don't like? What if Moxley wins a title? Are you going to have Lights Out matches still? Then how does that affect, how does that affect him? Right. He can't win a t- he, the it, It'll be like an asterisk by it whenever he wins a title or is defending a title. Right. I guess he has to save the... He has to almost save the Lights Out matches for, like, the blood feuds. Almost like Finn saves the demon... You know, he right. saves it for like the big moments. He's gonna have to save the, the, the these lights out match for, for blood feuds. Simple as that. Right. Or for a situation like Joey Janela, where it makes sense just to have those guys fight a style like that because of their backgrounds. Right. Well, either way, this is gonna be yet another amazing card put on by AEW. That's going to be going on later on tonight, starting at 7 p.m. on BR Live. That's Bleacher Report Live. So make sure you check out AEW Full Gear. So, fam, don't go anywhere. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to get Wade's outlook on the NXT invasion. We're going to talk about the Survivor Series cards so far, and then Wade's going to tell us about his experience from Ringside Fest as he was there with good brother DFDC Jeff Palmaccio, who we spoke with earlier today. So, fam, don't go anywhere, because we'll be right That was so like. What is going on, everybody? This is your resident Universal Royalty King, Ricky Rose of the Kings of the Rings podcast, and you are listening to Wrestle Addict Radio. Hey guys, this is the man who loves to make a difference, Nate the Effing Great. You can always interact with me on Twitter at Real Effing Game. And be sure to listen into my podcast, The Game Changer Podcast, where we talk about pop culture, professional wrestling, play games, among so many other great things. Guys, remember that you can make a difference. This is Nate the Effing Great from The Game Changer Podcast, exclusively on Wrestle Attic Radio. Hey, it's me. Johnny Smarks, and you're listening to the Fourth Wall WrestleCast on Wrestle Attic Radio. Okay, fam, we are back. So Wade, good brother Wade, we were talking a lot earlier about the uh, stuck in Saudi NXT invasion angle that's been going on over the past week or so, which has been probably 
one of the biggest highlights in the world of wrestling right now because the NXT Invasion is has been long awaited. We've been waiting for this to happen again. It was a great attempt from the Nexus, but now I think we're going to see it done right and uh, without John Cena burying all the NXT uh, stars. So wait, real quick, what is your take on the entire NXT Invasion and also how this helps to build towards Survivor Series? I think it is one of the greatest uh, mishaps or accidents in professional wrestling. A happy accident. <laughs> yeah, happy accident. Exactly, a happy accident. You had Saudi Arabia, you know, go down and a lot of the top talent, which I said from the beginning, it would suck that they have to come all the way back from Saudi and then put on a show to build for Survivor Series. Right. But once you had NXT show up, that changed the game, and we got one of the greatest SmackDowns in a very long time. Yeah, yeah. it's super. It's super exciting to see, and you you get the you get to see a lot of the top NXT talent show up. And I've never popped so much for seeing NXT talent come onto the main roster, right. and like wreck havoc. I'm just waiting for certain people to show up that haven't shown up yet, and yep. it's just. It's always it's like it's like NW all over again. You don't know who's in the group or who from the group is going to show up. All right. And yeah. it was exciting. It was exciting. Mm -hmm. It was new. It was different. Um, it's yeah, yeah. It's giving us the the audience what we want. But it's you know as long it's it's like anything else. It was done right. And yeah, it might have been circumstance why it was done right. You know, it was written right. Oh, you showed up on SmackDown when nobody was here. Let's see you do it on Raw. And they showed up on Raw and did the same shit. Mm -hmm. And then they mm -hmm. and then now and now Raw guys are going in. And it's it's being done correct because you don't know who's going to like you said who's going to be on each show every week. That's a great point, man. Great yeah. point as to why this has worked. Unpredictable. That's what makes wrestling great when it's unpredictable. All I want to see though is a backstage segment in the parking lot where Walter. Lawn darts, Rey Mysterio went to the side of a trailer. Can you have a instead? Sincara, that works too. But it makes sense for Rey because Rey was the one who got lawn darted by Nash, right? And mm -hmm. we did that already. That's not unpredictable, Bones. You know what? I I could dream, <laughs> can I? Can I dream? <laughs> Damn it. And then what's going to happen is Ray's going to get lawn darted, and then he's going to come up, and he's going to do a faction with Sin Cara, Conan, um, <laughs> Andrade, Zelina Vega, oh, man. and Humberto Carrillo. Yeah, Humberto's been good, man. There we go. Yeah. I'm going to join Humberto's work, man. Yeah, he, he's been looking really good now. That's going to lead me to maybe he's going to be one of the choices to be on one of the 5-on-5-on-5 five on five on five Survivor Series teams. So, with this entire NXT invasion, this is obviously going to lead us to Survivor Series. As we heard at Crown Jewel, that NXT will be taking part in this event. So, it has been announced that there will be two sets of 5-on-5-on-5 five on five on five, uh, Survivor Series tag team elimination matches. One for the men, one for the women. So let's start off with the men. So far, only Seth Rollins has been announced as the team captain for Team Raw. No one else has been announced yet for SmackDown or NXT. So, fellas, let's give our predictions real quick on how this is going to pan out. Doc, let's start with you, because I know you're dying to say something. 
I say that. Continue. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I haven't thought much about who these teams could be yet. Like, it hasn't even entered my thought process of how I generate information from the wrestling industry. It's because it's so new, and I haven't gotten a chance to say it. Just look at the rosters and look at who's few and who makes sense. Because there's so many moving parts in WWE right now with the invasion. Right. Like, it's, it's just kind of hard to keep track of. And, you know, we just had everybody reassigned the new brands and... Even with that being said, like Bray Wyatt was re like reassigned to another brand on top of that. So I do think Roman Reigns is going to be involved in these five on five in the, in the men's match. I have a feeling he's going to captain the yeah. SmackDown team. Uh, um, I think the best way for this to be booked is, is, I mean, we all know that Rollins needs to desperately turn heel and he and could definitely NXT. go to NXT mm. and cost WWE. And then kind of align himself with Triple H, as somebody was saying earlier. They had so many people on the show, I forget who said it. But align himself with Triple H and then <laughs> kind of rebrand himself from there and eventually bring himself back on the main roster to finish his business on Raw. Um, maybe the OC is involved in – are they involved in a match yet on not, a Survivor Series DOC? Not so maybe yet. they're involved on Team not Raw. Yet. Yeah. Right. I mean, they've already had the OC. They were they main evented NXT this week, so they're teasing that as a thing. You know, having Tommaso and Riddle and Keith Lee as a team as part of Team NXT. So those guys can all fit together. And you see, give me OC Seth Rollins, and I don't know, is Kevin Owens on Raw now? Is that where he is now? Yeah, Kevin Owens. Kevin is Raw now. Maybe throw Kevin Owens in to, to round out Team Raw, mm-hmm. and then you have Lee Tommaso. You've Lee, Tommaso, Riddle, I guess you throw Gargano in there. Mm-hmm. Essentially the same team that's going to be fighting the night before at War Games. Right. Essentially the same team is fighting the night before at War Games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know where the Velveteen Dream fits into all this. He's been, he's been, he's injured, been so. very quiet. Oh, he's, he's injured. Okay, mm-hmm. he's injured. Okay. Yeah. okay. I forgot about it. I slipped my brain. But will he be back by the time Survivor Series comes around? How long is he out for? Do you have an uh, injury update? Nah, no injury updates. Not on this episode, of course. January. January. January, he'll be back. He'll be in the Rumble. He's going to come back on the main roster. Same in the Rumble. Okay, so that's why the dream doesn't fit in. So you have this. You have the. You have the four. The War Games team, and maybe add a mystery partner for NXT. Throw in Finn Balor. Throw Finn. Yeah, you can throw in Finn. That makes. Might make sense, or unless Finn, unless Finn aligns himself with the Undisputed Era the night before, or two nights, yeah, the night before a takeover. You said that backwards. Undisputed Era aligns themselves with Finn Balor. What? Yeah, I mean, don't think, <laughs> it doesn't work. Anyways. All right, guy, what is? All right, so Wade, so, what, are, what are your thoughts on this uh, traditional Survivor Series match? I, I like I like it's very interesting that it's five on five on five. So you know what? It's I thought it was gonna be team WWE versus team NXT. You're combining both brands to work together right. to take down NXT. But now that it's five on five on five, you have to worry not only about the SmackDown squad, you have to worry about the NXT squad for Raw. And I and I kinda have the teams figured out. So who are you thinking? All right. For I pulled up the roster, so this is going to be fun for me. Seth is the team captain for Raw. Mm-hmm. So I got him, Ricochet, KO, and 
hmm, just just to make it interesting and throw them in because no one's mentioned them for anything. The Street Profits. Okay. Ah, okay. Okay. We're in that smoke. So for the SmackDown team, we have Roman as captain. That's going to be an obvious. Um, I'm going to say you don't put Bray into a championship situation because he's not going to have to defend it. And you have The Fiend as the wild card for Team SmackDown. Wow. Then you got Braun. You got Braun. So that's three. Um, hmm. Daniel Bryan makes your four for SmackDown. And your fifth... (laughs) <laughs> he's gonna be the the weak low card member on the team, but I got the Miz as your five. Ooh, okay. You just call the Miz low card. Wow. Ooh, wow. So, um, that, uh, uh, on that squad, on that squad, he's not that, low okay. card. Right. Yeah. Okay. On that squad, he's like he's like, and eh, you threw him in because he's on SmackDown. <laughs> so the tease of the Daniel Bryan Bray Wyatt feud that you think they're gonna hold off till after Survivor Series for that? Or did you go yeah, work that in so. the Survivor Series of dysfunction I, within the team? Yep. To help, mm-hmm. like, you know, help push that story, help push that match along? Yep. So I guess that's where you had to. Okay. All right. I Either that. On, and on, on the NXT team, of, I don't know who the captain is. Do you make Adam Cole captain? I did. The NXT team's a question mark, man, because, yeah. like I said, you could just go with the War Games team from the night before. Mm hmm. You could. But the Undisputed Era has also been a big part of this invasion, so you might just want to put your best faction in there. That'd be maybe a good time to introduce a new mystery member of the Undisputed Era. Finn Balor. And that could be a Finn Balor, like you've been saying. Yeah. Or, may- or maybe they make Finn Balor the team captain of Team NXT, and he recruits the Undisputed Era, or something to that effect. No, you should the other way around. Have the undisputed era bring Finn. Finn's got to be yeah. the, but Finn's not I much of a mystery that, anymore. Right. I don't want era in that match. Well, you could have one member of the era. Adam Cole's on your team, regardless. Okay. The other two, the other three era members are going to be involved in championship matches. Oh, right. So the tag teams are already in the tag team match. Oh, right, 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 right. So Absolutely right. Pull them out. I don't know if Roddy's going to be part of the uh, secondary champions match. We're going to have. Yeah. Hmm. Um. I would have, uh, let's see, uh, Adam Cole, Finn Balor. Oh, no, no, wait. I'll pull Finn Balor for a second because I got an idea with that. Um, basically, Adam Cole and three members of the of Team Chopper for War Games, and you need a fifth. So here's, here's where you play it out. War Games the night before. You have Finn Balor versus Johnny. Winner of that match gets the final spot for Team NXT. Uh-huh. Okay. Oh, okay. okay I, I like, like that. that. I like that. I like where you're going there. Okay. That's the best that's the best NXT AD I've heard so far, so I'm in. Now hopefully creative is smart enough to do something good like that. Mm-hmm. And then Seth Rollins turns on them all. Seth right. Rollins turns. <laughs> I, I think the outcome is going to be NXT coming out victorious. NXT oh, you gotta has, hope to it stand, is. has to be it the has last to be. team standing. Or you're gonna ruin or you're gonna ruin it like you did the Nexus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ruin the match. This is their first big match they lost, right? Like they, they, you said, right. they got squashed by Cena in their first big match, like right. on the main roster invading. Like NXT has to win for the invasion to be a long-term successful storyline. Could, you, could you imagine if NXT wins and they have a, a a a complete shutout where NXT has all five of their members still standing and they just eliminate all of Raw and all of SmackDown? <sighs> that's, I don't that's want to imagine that's a. 
it's a boring ass match. I don't want to imagine <laughs> that. I want to see these guys fight each other. All right. Well, here's my picks. So Raw is going to be Rollins, Ricochet, Rusev, Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley. Mm. Okay. Um, I think Lashley. I, I, I'm pretty sure Lashley is going to be fighting Rusev. At oh, Survivor wait a Series. second. Lashley's on the injury list. He pulled his groin from fucking Lana too much. <laughs> so I might have to have a wild card. I'll throw in uh, Humberto Carrillo to that team or something. Team SmackDown, we got Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan, Braun Strowman, The Miz. That Bray Wyatt wild card, Wade, that's got me thinking, man, because I'm trying to think, like, who else, who else could it be? I mean, you could do Shinsuke, but I think... Sh- Oh no, Cesaro! Throw Cesaro in that team, maybe. What are you going to do? Like, like, what do you do with the OC now? Then, who's been a big part of this whole well, invasion thing? We're just going to forget about them? No, my prediction is there's going to be a, a triple threat mid card match between Roddy Strong, AJ Styles, Shinsuke Nakamura, all three mid card champions facing each other. I would rather have all three of those guys in the in the five on five on five. So that means OC would be on Raw. So it would be Seth, AJ, Gallows, and Anderson, and one other person. Yes. Yes. All another person. And then Raw, and you know what? one other You know person. what? I'm okay see with that because then that just brings Seth Rollins one step closer to joining the club, joining Balor, and becoming the new Balor club. And just throw the Usos and Randy Orton in there, and we'll be good to go. Who did um, you say? You said Rollins, OC. Don't let Kevin Owens in there. Boom. You done. Go. There you go. Throw KO in. KO can join the club, too. Fuck it. Let's throw him in there, too. Yeah. Let's throw him in the club. (laughs) All right. And then for me, my my team Everybody should be in a faction. Everyone should be in a faction. My team NXT is going to be Champa, Riddle, Gargano, Keith Lee, Dijakovic. Wow. (laughs) Oh, I like Dijakovic. That's a cool... I like that. Dijakovic and Riddle... uh, Not Riddle. Dijakovic and Lee on the same team. Because they have, you know, you know, Vince is gonna have, you know, Vince has got to love a guy like Dijakovic. That right. look and that move set, you know, Vince has got to be getting a boner over him. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. If Dijak is against Raw and SmackDown because he's on NXT, him and Lee could put their issues aside, work together, but then still continue their feud. Because I could watch those fucking guys, those fucking guys wrestle all the time. Those two could fight forever. Right. Yes. So, moving on. Let's look at the Team Raw versus Team SmackDown versus Team Carmella. Team Carmella. <laughs> team, <laughs> team NXT women's match. The only members announced so far have been for Team SmackDown. We got Team Captain Sasha Banks along with Dana Brooke and Carmella. So, Doc, let's start with you. Who do you have on your women's teams? For Raw. Now... Let me, let me just stop with this right now. Are the if they've refreshed my memory, have they announced any women's matches for Survivor Series yet? Do we have Be- free roster, free free reign? Would, no, would they've had what we Becky, have Becky, Shayna, and Bailey. That's it. Yep. Okay. Okay. I guess put Asuka and Kyrie in there for Team Raw. They're technically on Raw, right? Right. It gets them in, involved in the match. Um, Charlotte. Natalia, and then maybe give me 
Lana. A returning, a returning Liv Morgan, Ruby maybe? Riot? I was thinking more Liv Morgan, because she's teasing the character change. Maybe have her... Could. Yeah, maybe bring her back with the new character in a 5 on 5 to really kind of try it out. Okay. Um, I'm just looking at the Raw roster, and I really, I just nothing else there that's really stepping out to me since Becky's already involved in something. Right. So Liv Morgan is one is is something that like, oh, okay, this is cool. That that would that would give me. And you know what? Sure, Ruby Riot. Any any past member of the Riot Squad can go in there. So um, we go to SmackDown. Obviously, Sasha. Mm-hmm. Nikki. Uh, who was announced in SmackDown? You said Sasha, on Wikipedia they announced Sasha, something. Dana, and Carmella. And Nikki Cross in there. Mm-hmm. Lacey Evans? I can see I can see Lacey and Nikki. Uh, I'm just kind of looking at it right now. Or because Alexa Lacey Bliss. just kind of... Bliss is hurt. It, that, that's if she's cleared by Survivor Series. Still Bliss is supposed to be out. I, I read that Bliss is out till 2020. Stop reading the dirt sheets, bro. I'm... Just telling you what I saw. I saw that Bliss is out till 2020, so I'm, I'm I'm not even factoring her into this. Well, I hope she still has the moment of Bliss segments and comes out dressed like a sexy beast that she is. She's an attractive woman. And then in terms of NXT... <laughs> an attractive woman. Attractive Please continue, woman. Doc. <laughs> NXT, so, you know, did the whole segment on NXT where Rhea Ripley kind of kick Dakota Kai out of her little club and you mm-hmm. saw like the reaction maybe Dakota takes that and turns that into getting on team NXT for the Survivor Series match mm-hmm. I, I like Dakota Kai a lot more since she's come back by the way I was never a big fan of hers but I kind of like this new image of herself that she's um that she's put out there uh right. give me Dakota give me I, I guess the women in the war games, or maybe have Dakota added to the women's in the war games matches and make that a weird little dynamic. So like take the four women in the war games match now add Dakota and make that a weird dynamic within team NXT for the women. And mm-hmm. that could explain NXT actually losing a match. Cause I don't think the NXT women should win this match. The raw women should probably win this match. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. I'm just looking, I'm looking at the NXT women's roster, and there's just said there's outside of, you know, Team Rhea, there's nothing really stepping out, stepping out to me. Right. And the only other, other only other wild card I could put into this, and it would be on Team Raw, is bringing Ronda back. I have some thoughts on Ronda, but we'll get to that a little yeah. bit later. All right. So Wade, who do you have for your teams for the women's Survivor Series match? All right. Well, I'm going to start with Team NXT. Um, I have, let's see, I have, I'll take Rhea Ripley as the captain. Basically, you pull the women from the, the War Games match and they, they, they say, listen, we don't, have a, we don't have a fifth member. So we're going to have a special member come in. And you know who their surprise fifth member is? Ruby Riot. It's going to shock a lot of people. It's going to shock a lot of people. Tony Storm is your fifth member. Oh, Tony time, Tony baby. Storm is your fifth member. Tony time. Tony time. Okay. I didn't She's even been think about looking at the NXT. Yeah. Oh man. Shit. That would be killer, man. Fucking a. Think it give outside. Me, give me that. Ah, hell yeah. What are you thinking for SmackDown? SmackDown. I've got well, we got Sasha, Carmella, and Dana Brooke, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh. 
Lacey Evans, and Nikki Cross. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think we all there. agree on the same team there for yeah. SmackDown. It's probably so the only easy. thing that could be is is, is you, you could take Lacey out and bring Ronda to the SmackDown team too if Fox wants Ronda Rousey. That's the only other thing. If if there's a Ronda factor, right? If there's one, and Raw, Raw, I got Natty and Charlotte as co-team captains. They'll work it out okay. somehow. The Kabuki Warriors. And ah, uh, you need a fifth, right? <laughs> that was my thought too. You need a fifth. Who the hell? Who the hell is your fifth? One you of the members what? of the Riot Squad. That's, that's uh, yeah, like the I'll only get, option. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll pull a bones and go Ruby Riot to surprise everybody. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, my man, my well, man. You got to think about it. You look at the look at the raw roster right now for the women. And excuse me while I pull it up. You got. Oh, we already kind of want Oscar. Bianca on the NXT team. I want Bianca on the NXT team because she did beat the bricks off of Carmella and Dana well, by she's herself. On, she's on Rhea's War Games team, right? Bianca's on no, Rhea's War on, Games she's team. She's on Shayna's. But she's on yeah. Shayna's War Games team, right? Right. I keep like forgetting that Shayna's War Games team isn't the four horse women. Yeah, like, which it's I just still like, find that kind of interesting. Well, because the other two aren't good enough to do a war game match. No, just Marina and Jessica are terrible. You cannot so... put Marina and Jessica oh inside the cage. Hell no. Put, put, them ringside. Ringside. put them at ringside. Put them at ringside. They're good put, there. Put, put, put them, like, not in the, in the performance center over them. <laughs> um, so, like, look at who you have at Raw. We already mentioned Asuka. Becky's in a match. You have the Iconics, who can be considered here. You have the new Luchador or Lucha Catalina. Which, what's the female term for Luchadora. Is there a female term? Luchadora. Thank you. Um, we've already talked about Kyrie. We've talked about Liv. We could have Maria Canellis. No, she just had a baby. Yeah. Just, just Naomi, Naomi's been banished with the Usos right now. Oh, yeah. Um, I forgot not, about Naomi. Yeah, Naya, yeah. Wow. Naya's still hurt. Right. And that's okay. Eh. I mean, it's not okay. She's hurt. It's okay. She's not wrestling. Right. Maybe rephrase that. And that, or and it, I guess the wild card is Zelina Vega. Zelina Vega could take that fifth spot, and I'd be okay with it. Okay. Well, I, I agree with with what a lot of what you guys said. For me, for Raw, I had Oscar and Kyrie Sane, Charlotte, Natalia, and of course Ruby Riot. Uh, SmackDown, I got <laughs> Sasha, Dana Brooke, Carmella, Nikki Cross, Lacey Evans. And for NXT, I had essentially Team Rhea from War Games, Rhea Ripley, Tegan Knox, uh, Candice LeRae, and Mia Yim, and just throw Dakota the Kai in there since she didn't make well, it to the War Games match. Right, and that adds a cool little, adds like a little element because obviously I think this is going to lead to a program between Dakota and Rhea. I think we're laying the seeds to a program between those two. They're both from New Zealand, right? Right? They're both New Zealand. No, uh, Rhea's from Australia, and I believe. Dakota's and from Dakota's New Zealand, from right? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you have that whole we have that whole New Zealand versus Australia element there, and you build that that feud up, and then you next time they go to Australia, then you have a built-in match, kind of like when Buddy Murphy went to Australia with Cedric Alexander and had that match, and they tore the house down. Right. Um, just no. another way to build their 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 footprint in that country if they kind of get that feud started or in that region of the world. Now, before we move on, Wade, I don't know if you, I'm sure you heard it on uh, one of my past episodes, my fantasy booking for a new female stable called the New Riot, 
when Ruby mm -hmm. Riot makes her return. Ruby Riot, Paige, who will be cleared to wrestle in my fantasy booking. Tony Storm and Mia Yim. That's a fucking badass team right mm -hmm. there. The new Riot. I have to get your thoughts on that, bro. I like I like your new Riot Squad. I but you know what? I want to mix the old with the new. So why not include Sarah and Liv? You have to because they're the foundation. You need your found founders of the group. So make okay. it add them. And Zelina Vega needs to be part of that team. Ooh. You need another mouthpiece. Yeah, and, and the other problem with that is Tony Storm is better than every single one of those people you mentioned, and then she <laughs> should be like, there's no world where Ruby Riot should be telling Tony Storm what to do. You know what? In my world, there is. In my world, there is. Uh, I'm kind of on dark side with that one. I can't have Ruby telling telling uh, Tony Storm what to do. She could tell somebody else what to do, but yeah. see, I can't see it. But I but if I take Ruby out. I mean, I mean, well, if I, not Ruby, I'm, if I take Tony out, I got to replace her with someone. So Nikki Rhea. Cross could be in there. Nikki Cross, okay. or maybe, maybe, maybe Rhea Ripley would be good too. Now Rhea needs to stand on her own. Rhea, yeah, Rhea, she's, Rhea, she's, Rhea, she's Rhea don't need a faction. Rhea don't need a faction. Yo, why do you hate Ruby Riot so much, Doc? Because you love her so much. I fucking love Ruby Riot. Ruby Riot, if you're <laughs> listening to this, I know you love our podcast. So, Ruby Riot, thank you for being a fan of the fourth wall and listening to episode 50. I just want to say I love you, I miss you, and I hope you come back really soon and just run, run shit in the women's division so I could finally shut Doc up. You anyway, are going to get a restraining order put let's, in Let's move on to the next match. <laughs> let's move on to the champion versus champion versus champion triple threat tag team match with the Raw Tag Team Champions, the Viking Raiders, Eric and Ivar, taking on the NXT Tag Team Champions, the Undisputed Era, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, and the new SmackDown Tag Team Champions, the New Day, Big E and Kofi Kingston. Wade, what say you? <sighs> I'm pissed that the New Day are in. <laughs> Agreed. I'm so. Uh, you were about that. you were here earlier when we I'm came up. We so started. <laughs> oh, you weren't here earlier when it was so funny when they when they showed on SmackDown this week. They showed the you know the 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 promo for the match when the Revival were still champions, and then they showed a Revival on the ring with the belts, and I just looked. I go, they're about to lose. Talk about predictable WWE booking at its finest. Very upset to see the New Day in this match, but continue, Wade. Yeah, I mean, you had to give Kofi something, I guess, since you couldn't have him be part of Team uh, SmackDown, which he should have been. Yeah. Ah, damn, I left him out. <laughs> See? <laughs> that title rig killed Losing the title killed him. Like, he could have been in that match. Yeah, but, um, yeah, now he's in, but he's in a match now because they won. So we couldn't include him anyway. Yeah, yeah but either way, it's yeah. only, only because Xavier is injured. Yeah, I get it. I, I get what they're doing. They're saving it right now. They're covering for Xavier, but yeah. you could do it so much better. You could still have them chase mid-card titles or have Kofi continue to be in the world title picture and now against Bray Wyatt instead, which would make way more sense. Light versus mm -hmm. dark, happy versus, versus evil. There's, it writes itself Kofi versus Bray. Right. I, I mean, you know what? Uh, the New Day are the odd men out in this match to me. They don't need the win. They don't. You. Right. They don't even need to be in this match. 
I guess WWE was like, listen, let's have a great match. Oh, we're going to have the three best tag teams we have go against each other. Oh, nope, let's throw, let's throw a wrench in the card. And they've done this before. That's why I'm not surprised by it. Because they pull a title change every year before Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. Every year they've done it. Right. So I, I went in thinking the Revival were going to be the team to hold on to their belts. And Shinsuke was going to be the one to drop his belt. But WWE proved me wrong again. That's why I give. That's why I'm just giving the era the win, just just to spite them. I, I, want, think I want. They have to win now. They have to. They have to. They have to. If you're going to put the new day in the match, you have to let the undisputed era get the get the rub over that. But you know what? I'd even be okay with the Viking Raiders getting the win over, like pinning the new day to win that match, just to help elevate them even more. Because I, I yep. really do enjoy that team, and I enjoy what they could bring to the tag division here. So I'm assuming the New Day's in this match to help the prestige of the match and to help make these other two teams look better, beating six-time tag champions. But at the expense of the revival, I kind of disagree. Cool. I think you, I think, I think you killed what could have been an awesome technical wrestling match between six of your best technical tag team wrestlers in the whole promotion right the way that i see this going is that the new days in there like you said to add prestige to the match and help put over the younger teams of undisputed Era and viking raiders but they're also there to not take the pin revival is going to interfere take the new day out of the match they're going to continue the new day and revival feud and rob is going to win the titles back and you're going to have the viking raiders go over on the undisputed era that's how i see that playing out that's how i hope it plays out and i want it to play out but we'll see what actually okay. happens i don't i don't hate that i don't hate it i like i, I, I don't hate it yeah. i liked the original plan more which was what the original match was but I, I don't hate that bones right yeah because i like the revival as tag champs i think they're one, they're one of my favorite tag teams they're one of the best tag teams out there right now they're they're they've maybe been the best tag team in wwe the past five months yeah. In terms of what they've done and matches they've put on, correct. Some stellar matches, Agreed. yeah, against multiple opponents. All right, so let's go on to the final two matches, the the two main events. First, we're going to have the another champion versus champion versus champion triple threat match. We're going to have the Raw Women's Champion Becky Lynch taking on the SmackDown Women's Champion Bailey, taking on the NXT Women's Champion Shayna Baszler. This is going to be a hell of a match. Do you guys think, let me start with this question, that Bailey is in this match to take the pin from either Becky or Shayna? Mm. All right, first of all, let's, let's just stop right there. Okay. There's, there's two outcomes of this match. There's Becky wins or another situation where Ronda comes back and costs Becky the match and Shayna wins. I'm Those so are the only two that. outcomes. Bailey, 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 Bailey's the only person that has no chance of winning this match. It's either Becky wins, or or Ronda costs Becky to win, and Shayna wins. Those I'm, are the only two options. For I'm me. glad you said that. I I've been saying for a while that we're going to be seeing Ronda come back soon, and I definitely can see it going that way. I think this is the opportunity for her to come back. They haven't talked about Ronda until recently when Shayna and ba- and uh, Becky had that face-to-face and that backstage segment 
Ronda now has been bought back up in promos. This is when she returns, helps Shayna get the victory, and Shayna pins Becky to now continue and reignite the Ronda vs. Becky feud so they can finally face each other one-on-one, maybe at Royal Rumble or something. So, so say Shayna wins, does she drop the title on NXT the next Wednesday and then get moved to Raw? to be in the in the middle of that feud of or does she start appearing on both shows since this invasion angle should not stop after survivor series i don't I, it's hard to say but i definitely can see this finally being the formation of the four horsewomen versus four horsewomen feud that we've been waiting to see for a while but we need to have all parties uh free from injury and free from trying to become impregnated and all on TV each and every week because they can definitely cross the storyline over between Raw, NXT, and SmackDown without all eight of them being on the same show every week. And two members of the MMA Four Horsewomen have to stop sucking. That's yeah. the other important thing. <laughs> that's exactly what happened. So, Wade, the what, other, what are your the thoughts other on this? I'm going to go against the grain here. Bailey gets the dub. Oh man! Oh, but you know what though? That would be great, bitches. That would be great for (laughs) Bailey. That would really help put her put her over as a top heel and a top champion right now. I do. I I don't hate that. I don't hate that at all. Yeah, but I I also think I would. But someone's got to lose here. I mean, you know, you can make a case that all three deserve to win, but. That's for me. That's the 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 the, the uh, weakest argument that you got. You know that Bailey needs the rub right now because she's a new heel. I think Bailey's established. I think she's doing the right things, even if she loses a hard fought match here mm-hmm. or loses because Ronda Rousey interferes. But anyway, elaborate on Bailey. Where where are we going here? How's this going to go down? All right, I give Bailey the win simply based off of how Ronda and I mean while Ronda, um, Shayna and Becky were talking about her. Like they're like. Oh, she's not even important. Like Bailey's just okay. there to be there because she's she's the one with the SmackDown title. I've got my eyes locked on you, and I love how Becky had said, and it, you know, like you said, you hinted at Rhonda. You know, you could tell your friend that uh, facing me changes things for you, and Becky's just poking that bear, and we could see Rhonda show up but not do anything physical. Like Becky gets distracted somehow and Bailey sneaks up and gets the win. You don't have to because Shane is going to be in a uh, war game. Oh, uh, yeah, like, that's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. And I eventually see it where um, we don't get the four horsewomen right versus the four horsewomen at Mania or anything like that. We get it at SummerSlam. I say Ronda shows up just to play with Becky's head a little bit, right. doesn't touch her, doesn't do anything physical. And we eventually get to see Ronda win the Royal Rumble and face Becky at WrestleMania. Right. Boom. Right. Okay. I like that. That's 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 good long term okay. booking right there. That's good long term booking I, of my I eyes. I dig that. I dig that. Okay. And then you get and then and then that gets you the Bailey win too while having. Mm-hmm. So we basically just took all our ideas, combined them, and made a logical storyline, right. like a good creative team would do if they were writing for pro wrestling. Wow, what a concept, mm-hmm. Vince! I hope you're listening. Uh, hire us. Yeah, please hire us. Oh man! All right, guys. I've even let's... got that Sasha Bailey one plan. I've got that figured out too. That whole thing. Oh, Bailey brings Sasha... it up. Oh, right, I got Sasha get involved. Oh, where's Sasha get yeah. involved? Go. All right. 
right. I got Bailey winning her match, but Team SmackDown takes the loss. So- Bailey plays it up and keeps saying that I'm the reason why SmackDown was dominant for the women, but you took the loss. I didn't. I won my match. And you keep playing with it that it's reversal now, where Bailey's the top heel and Sasha's the face again. See, I don't like you, that because I don't like face Sasha. You know, I mean, well, okay, you know what? And we can have a uh, tweener Sasha okay. because you need to have Sasha. Attitude yeah. Sasha. Yeah. NXT Sasha. Yes. Yeah. Thank okay. you. Where we Thank liked you. her, but she was a heel. <laughs> right. I dig that. Okay. And we get them at WrestleMania. Bailey versus Sasha at Mania. Okay. He playing it out, have long term booking. Sasha doesn't win the Rumble. Ronda throws her out. Bailey keeps bringing it up again that, yo, you can't get to me now. Like, I've passed you up now. It's supposed to be you're better than me. Right. Now, I'm better than you, and I'm the, I'm the longest reigning SmackDown women's champion, blah, blah, blah. We eventually get to where Sasha gets her come up and some wins, let's just say. Elimination Chamber match to get a title shot at Bailey. Okay. And we okay. get Bailey versus Sasha at WrestleMania. How do we take all that and then take the four horsewomen of NXT and get them back together so they could focus on the SummerSlam plan. We thought that far yet? Uh, I have I have Ronda beat Becky at Mania thanks to Shane and them showing up. Okay, and then, and, and then Becky riles the Becky, troops and, and yeah. rallies the troops eventually. Okay. Yeah, oh, Ronda all right. riles the troops. That could all Ronda come. riles the troops and says, you guys can't even get along True. to work as a unit. So... And we're established. Okay. 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 Yeah, but that and can then all just, culminate at WrestleMania. That's right. And then Becky that goes, you guys are a two-woman team because those two can't wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> She'll bring it up. You know she will. <laughs> oh, man. You, you dope. Just can't wrestle. <laughs> I can't do an Irish that. accent. I won't even I try. I love that. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, let's move on to the, the main event, the Universal Championship match. It's a singles match. I'm sorry. WWE Championship match, uh, Brock Lesnar, the current champion, taking on Rey Mysterio. It is interesting how this is not a champion versus champion versus champion match, but I'm okay with the Rey Mysterio-Brock Lesnar feud. Uh, we talked about it earlier, uh, myself and Doc, with Jeff and Smarky. Wade, what are your thoughts on this match at Survivor Series, and what are your predictions? I really don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't care. What well, would you have rather have seen the champion versus champion versus champion thing? Hell no, because you're basically putting Adam Cole in a, in a shitty situation. <laughs> yeah, that's, I think that's one of the reasons why you don't have champion versus champion versus champion. Right. Because you're exactly. putting Adam Cole in a completely unwinnable situation where he unquestionably has to get crushed. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is right. not good for Adam Cole and the Undisputed Era's brand right now. And mm-hmm. this is why I also think that Bray Wyatt and Daniel Bryan are going to have a one-on-one match contrary to your SmackDown plans. I think they just they're going to need another title match to fill the card out, if you ask mm. me. And uh, uh, yeah, no, what were you going to say? I really don't care about this match because we all know the outcome. Brock is going to destroy but, Ray. All right, so tell me, though, but have you not enjoyed... I think they've done a good job at building Ray Mysterio as someone formidable to face Brock because he's pulling out all the stops and he's just 
not giving a shit about how classic Rey Mysterio, not giving mm-hmm. a shit about how big his, or scary his opponent is. He's faster than you. He's smarter than you. He's 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 maybe not more athletic. He's just as maybe as athletic, if not now at the most, he's just as athletic as Brock. Brock's a freak. I get it, but mm-hmm. I think this more of it comes from people just you know not liking Brock Lesnar. I like Brock Lesnar when he's on TV and actually involved in feuds. I think as long as Heyman's there as his mouthpiece, it's good TV. I thought with the way they handled Ray and Brock this week, with Brock showing up looking for Ray, Ray being mysterious because he is Ray Mysterio, you know, not showing up, not being able to be found. Like, I like that. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, here comes Ray. Now he's taken Brock's knee out. So we've worked an injury angle in the Brock Lesnar finally. So it makes the match more believable because an injured Brock Lesnar has a is going to have a hard time with a Rey Mysterio. Right. If you find the man's kryptonite, it's just like you're a football fan, right? Mm-hmm. Right? You're a football fan, Wade. So you're a Giants fan. How did the Giants beat the Patriots in those Super Bowls? They found Tom Brady's kryptonite. Tom Brady's yep. kryptonite is a pass rush and making him uncomfortable in the pocket. What's Brock Lesnar's kryptonite? injure the man and make him uncomfortable in the ring. And now you have a faster guy dealing with the one-legged guy. It makes the match more interesting and it, you know, it, 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 it somewhat invests me in the match. Right. Somewhat. I, I like that. I like that. But you know, you know, it's, it's rehashing an old idea. You're bringing the giant killer back out again, but you've made him more vicious. You yes. made him realize, yo, I've got a Dak now. I'm not the fast Rey Mysterio I was years ago. I've gone through all these injuries. Right. And I have to beat Brock Lesnar, who is the uh, Goliath in this story, somehow. I've got to injure him enough to get him. And I would like to see this keep going. Like, bro, he keeps working on certain parts. I'd injure an arm and a leg. Right. And I, think, build it. And, I, and I think this is a long-term feud. I mean, Kane Velasquez is eventually, it's eventually going to get brought back into us once he's healthy and maybe he hits the PC for a little bit to work on some of that greenness he has. I also like bringing the giant killer back now with, like you said, just reinvented Rey Mysterio. Now, now we're, you know, Rey Mysterio in his 40s, not Rey Mysterio in his 20s. Rey's completely, mm-hmm. I want to say reinvented it. He's, he's innovated his style. So he can still go. Because I really thought the end of his last WWE run, I was bored with him. I didn't like his matches. I didn't like, I thought his moveset wasn't fit. I, I didn't think he could hit his moveset as well anymore because he was slower. Mm-hmm. He was also beat up. He needed to have some work done on his body. And now here he is, you know, was it five years later? He's back. And it's just a, such a great one. You know, he was gone for five years. I'm trying to think. Anyway, he's back. And I love this new way he's presented himself. I want to see him have the opportunity to showcase that new style against a Brock Lesnar. It's a chance for vintage Mysterio here, to right. quote Michael Cole. Now, what am I vintage? Wait, my, my argument for this was, you know, I was saying when, when Rey Mysterio signed the contract and he came back to WWE, I, I knew he had at least one more championship run left in his future before he retires. I give him probably about three, maybe four more years, and he's going to hang up the boots, okay? But because they've had such a big spotlight on other stars like Ricochet, Buddy Murphy, Ali, Humberto Carrillo, Cedric Alexander, give Rey Mysterio the uh, opportunity to beat someone like Brock Lesnar 
win the WWE Championship and really help elevate the platform of these other smaller wrestlers, even throw Shorty G in that picture. And this gives all these smaller superstars an opportunity to show to show their worth, show that they can be main eventers and can be the champions or face of the company. And so, it also, before, before you go, it also gives some surprise booking if Ray wins this match. No one's expecting Ray to win. We want surprises. That'll, that would be something people are talking about the next day if Ray beats Brock. Right. I'll leave it at that. Right. Mike, drop. Anyway, fam. That's the end of the Survivor Series card so far. I'm sure other matches are going to be thrown in there. The possibility of maybe Rusev taking on Lashley with the hang up Lana on a Lana on a forklift match. There you go. And we'll I don't think Rusev Lashley. wants Lana anymore. <laughs> Is this like a total Divas thing? This whole Lana Rusev. What are you asking me Lashley for? Thing? Because you watch Total Divas. I told you total I Divas. can't because I don't have E Entertainment Television anymore. I'm so sure I can't you can't watch read Total, the total Divas. Divas. I know you read those recaps, so is this like something that's like coming? I don't know. You don't know? Okay. I don't know. That's what I knew. I only I'd be more than happy to, to share with you what's happened on Total Divas and the love life of Rusev, Lana, and Bobby Lashley and their crazy fucking love triangle. That's that's my only. Maybe they're swingers and they're just playing it out on TV. I mean, that could be hot. <laughs> you ever hot. seen Lana's Instagram? It's just like legitimately her posting pics of people to like her for being a babe. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Like, that's all she does on Instagram. Like, look at me. I'm fucking hot. Like my picture. Yeah, pretty much. And all of her her, yep. her videos of her working out. I think you have it's to be very a inspiring. To somebody who puts themselves out there like that. So inspiring. <laughs> so inspiring. And <laughs> yeah, nothing makes you want to work oh. out like on a half naked. <laughs> uh, anyway, on that note, fam, if this is your first time tuning in, Thank you so, so, so very much for listening to our 50th episode of the 4th Wall WrestleCast. I want to give give a big special thanks to our third man, Johnny Smarks, for stopping in earlier today to give his two cents, which means absolutely nothing to myself and Doc, but we're glad he was on the show. Big thank you to Mr. DFDC, Jeff Palmaccio, host of Not Your Mama's Soap Opera, for also joining us and throwing in his two cents as well as saying hello to Matt Riddle and RVD. Uh, big shout out to Brother Wade, hashtag Wade Cares, one for being a listener and a supporter of the Fourth Wall WrestleCast and also taking time out of his Saturday morning to join us on our 50th episode. Wade, please tell the fam where they could find you and where they can listen to your show, The Big Heck and Wade Adventures. Well, you can find me on Twitter at Wade Olson. You could also find uh, our podcast page at Big Heck Wade ADV, and you can find us on Instagram at Big Heck Wade Adventures. Awesome, yo! What? We're very, tell everyone what your platforms. show is about. Uh, uh, our show is about geek and nerd culture, man. We give you a little bit of everything. If you're a fan, if you're a nerd, geek's not a dirty word for us. So we tell you, you can be a fan and nerd of anything. And we talk about so much. We talk about movies, TV, comic books. We even throw a little pro wrestling in there every now and then. It's a mixed bag. Awesome. I love the show. I guarantee you guys will love the show too. Uh, And Wade, I really cannot wait to meet Big Heck at some point in the future. Uh, Also, Wade, real quick before we go, you were also at Ringside Fest uh, earlier in the week along with Jeff. Tell everyone about... Uh, your experience at ringside and which uh, which stars were you a- able to meet and get autographs from 
uh, well, Ringside Fest is that annual event that comes around every year. Uh, I was able to meet Becky Lynch, Nikki Cross, and Ricochet. Uh, awesome to meet them. Got some nice photos with them. Oh, and Sasha Banks. How could I forget? Oh, beautiful Sasha Banks. Awesome. I love her so much. I had a great interaction with her. Gave her a lovely gift from me to her. She appreciated it. She even corrected the photographer. She she went full heel gimmick for me and told them to take the pictures over because she didn't feel they came out right. Wow, that's awesome. So that's the right <laughs> for you, buddy. Can we that's throw awesome. something out there? That's two people who have now said Sasha was awesome when they met him, which completely nullifies the argument that Sasha is like a bitch and right. doesn't yep. care about her fans. Yeah, which I think is absolute nonsense. Because she doesn't post on Instagram every three seconds of her life doesn't mean she doesn't care about her fans and is some sort of, like, you know, anti-fucking people bitch. Like, absolutely absurd. Mm -hmm. So, big up to hear that. I think Sasha's awesome. Agreed. Well, anyway, Wade, thank you again, brother, for joining us on episode 50 of The Fourth Wall. Be sure you go follow Wade on Twitter, at Wade Ilson, and also check out his show, along with good brother Big Heck, The Big Heck and Wade Adventures, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere where you can listen to your favorite podcast. So with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So if you've enjoyed the show and want to show your support, please be sure to follow us on all social media. That's Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, at 4th Wallcast. That's the number 4, T-H-W-A-L-L-C-A-S-T. If you're not already, be sure to follow Wrestle Addict Radio on Twitter at Addict underscore Wrestle and on Instagram at Wrestle Addict Radio. Please show your support by joining the fam and go to patreon.com slash wrestleaddictradio where for as low as $5 a month, you can receive exclusive access to our exclusive Patreon chat where you get to talk to all the personalities from Wrestle Addict Radio along with good brother Wade and our other good brothers, Anthony, Jermaine, and so much more. Also, you can get exclusive content from myself, Doc, Smarky, Mr. Fretz, DFDC, King Ricky, all of us. You want to hear exclusive content and you want to be able to consume more kayfabe? Then go to patreon.com slash wrestleaddictradio where you can join the fourth wall fam. Please be sure to follow me on Twitter at JCBones. That's Bones with a Z. Be sure to follow good brother Doc Haas on Twitter at Dr. Haas 4WC and go ahead and follow our third man, Johnny Smarks, at they, Johnny they have to. Smarks a lot. You don't have to follow Johnny Smarks. If you want to, though, he'll be on Twitter at Johnny Smarks a lot. And if you've enjoyed the fourth wall experience, be sure to tell all your friends to like, share, subscribe, and join our Patreon and help this thing grow and grow and continue to be the biggest draw for the critics, the Marks, the casual and the hardcore once again we are the fourth wall wrestlecast and doc what do we do i think translation is we keep wrestling real goodbye and good night
many have you have again? Wait, <laughs> oh, wait, how many fuck Hold on, wait. I have to a little again? Hold on. It was like 400. 319. 319. 319. Wow. You have 19. You have exactly 300 more than I do. <laughs> you have exactly 317 more than I do. Oh man! I have an old warrior fuck. I have a warrior Funko, and I, I might have Somebody. an Undertaker Funko. Oh, yes. Ooh. Yes. I have yes. Dude, right that's here. a great SummerSlam too, man. It's a Wait. great SummerSlam. SummerSlam '94. Yep. Fucking Bret and Owen in the cage. The best Bret and Owen match of all. Re so, over the WrestleMania Ten. Wow. Over <laughs> WrestleMania Ten, dude. Do me a favor and you get some spare time. Watch both back to back. Mm -hmm. Unless we have this let's be, let's redo this conversation. Watch both okay. back, back. Maybe we'll bring maybe we'll bring them on Kayfabe Classics around summertime, and we, we can do that. Can do do that. We do SummerSlam yeah. '94 for Kayfabe Classics. I love to. I like that. Yeah, that, <laughs> like that'd be that. fun. I don't like doing solo shows. I'd rather have somebody else on with me anyway. Yeah, it's because you suck. I don't, I don't. I don't like solo <laughs> shows. I don't do the hosting like you do, man. I don't got that charisma. Ooh, I'm the most charismatic showstopper, baby. <laughs> 